do you want to find a legal sports betting platform or application or something to just bet on the NFL playoffs or the NBA or NHL? It's it's the big time of year for sports, and if you want to find the best way to bet, use the Better Edge app. Like I said, Better Edge is a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans. You can place no commission positions in an online marketplace. There's no commissions. There's no VIG or anything that is taken away from your winnings. You earn everything you win when you win a bet on this app. You can compete in direct head-to-head challenges with your friends, with other horrible bettors like myself. I haven't been that great as well lately, uh, but I, you know, I've been doing okay. And you can also compete in public or private betting competitions. You can, there are a lot of things that are set up in Better Edge um, around NFL playoffs, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, like little competitions and stuff like that. You can join. It's really cool. And there's always a entry fee and there's also a big prize pool if you are the winner of those competitions. And you can, of course, buy or sell your positions on the spread over under money line, which is cool as you can sell your position midway through the game if you don't feel like it's going to hit and someone else can buy it. You can buy positions during a game and, of course, during before a game as well. But yeah, if you use promo code 10K10K at betteredge.com, you can get a free $20 when you sign up and verify your ID. So once again, use promo code 10K, that's 10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to get a free $20. On today's episode of It's a Bit, we're joined by our good friend Darren Wolfson. He's a sports anchor and reporter for Channel 5 Eyewitness News, contributes to Score North. You've probably seen him break some news on Twitter all-around sports guy, awesome conversation with him around Vikings post-mortem, wild Timberwolves, Gophers, the whole nine yards, so we're going to get into all that. We're going to go into our bits of the week because the Vikings are dead, we're depressed, uh, there's some news around the wild, just kind of an interesting day in the Minnesota sports landscape, uh, and that's going to consume all the time, so all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever, first name greatest. All right, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Boss Man, joined by journalist Jake and Cam. And uh, the Vikes are dead. The run They're is done. over. The, it's done. The magic has run out. And we maybe we're frauds all along. But instead of just going into that, uh, we're just going to get right into Bit of the Week, because I know everyone's bits are probably going to involve this game and what happened yesterday. We're recording this Monday, by the way, just to get the immediate emotional reaction captured in a very authentic and raw way. That's what we go for here at, at the take. Yeah, we're definitely very raw today. Like, I am fucking... Uh, <laughs> my liver's pretty raw. I'm, I'm I, dead. My I saw liver, the, the tortilla thing I made last night. <laughs> smashed, like, I think a few years back. 
what was it a couple years ago we did a pocket when we were in the prior like studio and we were pretty fucking hung over and i said i, th- I think I'm, I'm gonna die soon because yeah. i wasn't making any sense to what i was saying i feel like that right this now. this is a very great reminder of why we don't record the show on monday yeah. especially and this monday most mondays we would actually be okay because it's not like we're not we're not like going super hard every sunday but no. this kind of sunday we this was know, nfl playoffs this, this was, was playoffs. playoffs and the vikings lost so you of course i mean either way we would have won we would have been celebrating by drinking and getting a little shwasted it's crazy dude i was telling Don- houseboy donnie this i've only done nfl sunday fun day a couple times this year and i've gotten borderline blacked out yeah. every time and I, I don't like drink till that point that's like i mean obviously when i was in college i just mm-hmm. drink as much as i possibly could but i don't do that as much anymore but every time i've saved myself for sunday and i've gone hard for an nfl game i just get so fucked up i don't know if it's the sport if it's the atmosphere if it's the excitement but i just i can't handle fucking sundays anymore it's the worst. Yeah. But let's just get into bit of the week, starting with you, Cam. This will kick off the conversation very well. I have the, the depression bit. It's, uh, you know, yep. the game was Sucks. very depressing. And to make it even worse, like, I woke up this morning. My head was pounding as if someone was building, like, there was a construction site going on in my head. Mm-hmm. And it just made the depression bit even worse because I had to go to work. I was pissed about the Vikings, yeah, and then I just, just felt like up. absolute ass, which is my own fault, right? But it it's, just, it's just the, the worst. The the hangover would have been better, or like the feeling of that getting up and going to work, and we won. You'd be like, yeah, you'd still have that yeah. like little positive you, energy be, that you, get you adrenaline. You'd be to get like, you the day. I'm going to deal with it today. Yeah, you have, the, and that's okay because the that Vikings dopamine. won. Yeah. yeah, the dopamine to kind of maybe even offset some of the symptoms. Now you're just like really you're down anyway. It's gloomy Monday, you know, working or whatever, and. Oh, I don't. I don't brutal. get to watch my favorite football team. Seasonal depression's probably kicking in. Like, it's fuck. Winter. Yeah, this is bad timing to be to be an NFL fan in the Midwest when your team gets eliminated and it starts getting cold. It would fucking rain today. It rained today yeah. in Minnesota for like yeah. the entire day, which just made everything worse. It was like thirty-five now, degrees. Which now it's going to freeze overnight. Yeah, so um, I could probably skate to work if I wanted. Yeah, to hey, you got to get better. You got to get better at that, those strides. This is a yeah. good opportunity. Yeah. Make yourself get to your to your job. Yeah, get, uh, your get, full-time job get on, to the, on, on, the, on the blades. And get more on the hockey level because it's now hockey season, yep. officially fully hockey season. We're all in on the wild yeah, is, what I, is, is what I said today on Twitter. This is always a good time of year, though. Like It sucks having to get used to the Vikings always constantly either not making the playoffs around this time of year or getting eliminated. The only positive, like, okay, now I can just focus everything on hockey. And now it's like there's nothing else distracting other than hockey Yeah, and, away from hockey. And it's actually kind of nice. That you can only focus on the wild. It's actually that's the only positive this time of year when the Vikings do get out. You're like, okay, don't have to worry about them anymore or dealing with them or what they're doing week after week. It's just onto the wild and hockey, but it still yeah. sucks. The wolves eventually wolves, here in the fold. Yeah. We don't have any excuse now. In we, the yeah, in the last couple years now that they've been a little more relevant and actually been playing yep. better. It's like okay, yeah, you can we follow got, the wolves. We got to make it to a game and we just got to do some I shit know, there. You got to do a let's get sexy at the wolves game. I think that would play very well. We get wolves some game some angry some comments about that yeah. from from the the wolves fan base who who thinks that we we don't support them enough, which we try. Yeah. Trust me, we try. We do, but it's tough though. But yeah, no, no more. Fl- I mean, obviously the NFL playoffs. We'll we'll still watch that, and and I I know I'll be aggressively gambling on it, but um. Yeah, now that you don't really have a stake in it, and it's crazy too. We mention this all the time, but like 
the success of Minnesota sports teams has a direct impact on our on our company and our brand. I know. And like like when these teams go on a run, you know, there's so much great content to post. There's so much hype. There's there's so much awesome stuff you can do to grow. Like you look at brands like Barstool. Like in in the they were growing in the heat of the Tom Brady Patriots era. They got Lots to Red they, they got to be at all these victory parades. They got to you know host more watch parties and go to games and make all like it's playoff content so exciting. And it always gets taken away from us right when we get to the sweet spot of it. Same with the Wild last year. Like It was so much fun to be at all the games, make all the videos, be involved in all that. And then when it gets taken away from you, it sucks. It sucks for us. I mean, I know it sucks for fa- uh, us as fans, but even as a, as a media company. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into that with, with Doogie a little bit. Like how It's like, where do we go now? Like I guess we just, you know, every two nights like, we got the Wild. You know, every two mm-hmm. nights maybe we got the Wolves. Go for basketball is kind of. Go for hockey. Yeah, but in terms of professional major sports, yeah, it's like wild wolves, and you could say like ba- go for basketball is pretty much done. Yeah. Go for hockey is very niche. A lot of follower, you know, there's a lot of fans, but the state's so divided between all the different college hockey, right? Because yeah. there's other schools. You but, almost can't put that in there. But yeah, dude, it the the watch party at Tom's was was a blast. By the way, a bit of a gong show at, at certain points, mm-hmm. you could say, but. They were giving so uh, my cousin was there. He bought me two tequila shots, probably within twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then when the Vikings pretty much had lost, they walked around with this massive tray of freebies. I took one of those pretty much after the tequila shots, and you got to witness how big of a disaster I was. I came home and I tried to cook up some sort of oh. quesadilla concoction with mac and cheese, craft singles. Is that salami or sausage <laughs> patties? I don't even Canadian know what that. I think it was Canadian, Canadian bacon. bacon. And uh, yes. I couldn't even, I could barely even talk. Mm. I was so fucking wasted. So, did you consume that whole concoction burrito thing? It was fire from what I remember. I mean, it looked good. I, I ate that and I watched the end of the uh, Ravens uh, Bengals game, which mm-hmm. was bananas. I saw that mm-hmm. that guy, that big guy run that like 86 yard touchdown mm-hmm. fumble recovery, which was bananas. But <laughs> yeah, dude, that, that was a long day. Long well, day. It was Sunday, fun day, NFL. It was a long day. It wasn't very fun yeah (laughs) in the end but i mean there was still fun parts of it for sure like it's fun still being in the playoffs in general being a part of that atmosphere going to games being around that game but yeah just you know constantly losing though at least it was close i I know that's Mm -hmm. not what you want to hear but like you could have had a dallas situation Mm -hmm. where you get blown out and that's what i was kind of worried about that would be even worse i well i i didn't i guess you lost a close game yeah when we were up seven nothing and then it turned into like 14 7 i'm like that that was on the back of my mind. If our offense starts getting shut down, we could it could have been thirty four to 30, yeah. 30, 31 to seven or whatever. No one was you know? stopping I mean, Daniel Jones, which is crazy just, to say out loud. I mean, the, yeah, there was no one to stop him. He literally had the field in front of him. Like mm-hmm. he's not the fastest so quarterback. Bad. He's not the most mobile quarterback. But we just you gave him. He's a pocket passing quarterback first. He's not like a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and we made him look like that. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Can't cover was, the can't cover the spread Donatel too. I yeah. put way too much on Vikes minus three, and that was a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Can't do that. Can't spread Donatel. Shit day of betting yesterday. Spread Donatel. I had the worst spread week Donatel. ever betting, dude. It was yeah. So bad. Do you want to cry? College yeah. basketball. My whole my life's falling apart. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, I think everyone's at this well, point. It'll be fine. This is peak. This is peak season, though. January. This is where you're like, you know what? If I can get through this month in February, I think we're good. Just give me to March. Yep. March Madness, Vegas. March Madness, and then we're closer. We're to down NHL the stretch playoffs, playoffs, which are, by the way, this year finally starting. 
the NHL playoff schedule and NHL schedule is back to where it was pre-COVID finally, because last year it was still pushed to end of April, early May because of the all-star of the Olympic break that the players didn't end up going to anyway year before, obviously the shortened season with COVID um, we're finally back to, cause it was weird ending the season in the beginning of May and starting playoffs middle of May. It's going to be nice to get it started earlier, middle of April, yep. back to normal in terms of a schedule. So we're getting close three months away from playoff hockey and playoff basketball. Uh, March Madness is two months away. Yes. Hey, and I'll remind everyone what's at stake for the wild playoffs. Um, playoffs. I, I, I have promised that if the wild do win the first series, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a mountain to climb based on our team's history, yep. state's history, but I will shave my head nice. right the outside first, just, of the just XL. The first series? First series. Okay. And then I believe the second series might be skydiving. If we make it to the conference finals, I will skydive. Or maybe that's the cup. I got to go back. I think I, I think I wrote a blog back in October, but it, it's going to happen. I think the head shave is very realistic, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm willing. And I might to, be serious about that. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm willing to go full blown Kalen Addison and I, fucking get rid of all this hair. I know Cam, you're not as not as about that as mm-hmm. I am, but uh, I'm, I I'm I'm willing to do it for the team. I might just go classic and just be, uh, grow everything out. Yeah, pubes everything. I'm, okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. too much. Heat. No, no. Uh, when they're in the playoffs, so seriously, I might just go full beard until they lose. Yep, and I might look awful if they do end up making a run to the cup. That's like two months. See, Dude, that's I'll I look horrible. Start I, now. I like that though. That's no, that's funny because no, I'll look bad. You're gonna have me like hairless completely, and I'm gonna look like I'm six years old again. And you're like gonna look like man. you. You're gonna look like fucking Tom Hanks and Castaway. <laughs> yeah, and I, well, I usually get like this is actually the longest time in like three or four years that I've grown my hair out. Usually, it's like every three months I get a haircut. I haven't got a haircut since like middle of August. Yeah, and I usually then will start get a haircut before Vegas, like or around that time of year before spring because it starts getting fucking hot, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm like, I might just fucking grow everything out just till the end of this it. wild season, which could be June. No cut Corona all over again. But so. I might shave my beard through them. But in terms of my hair, I'll keep that growing. So if I do. So when we do get to the playoffs and I do have that hair and then I grow out the beard and they hopefully make a run, I will look like Tom Hanks and Castaway. That's See, the goal. Hair hair annoys me. So I I'm I'm actually yeah. more on board with uh yeah. with the the whole head shave thing because then I probably won't need a haircut until August, which would be great for me. Yeah. But it, there but there's gonna be there's gonna be a heavy hat period there where I'm wearing a hat every day because I'm embarrassed no, to show that I, I have a buzz cut you, as you a gotta 20, let it go. as a twenty five year old man. And you gotta like I don't know what bald people do, but like you should like full on just should I go, it up, yeah, shine I sh- it. I should go bald, shouldn't I? Yeah, yes. Shine it. <laughs> I I've never seen what my skull look or what my what like my, my yeah, like my head looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, That'd be shit. interesting. I don't I, know if I, I could was ever I go was bald. a buzz cut cut kid growing up because I hated my hair. I started growing out in high school a little more, but yeah, we'll see, man. But I, but I won't care because the Wild will be. That's that's going to be our Stanley Cup Finals. We've yeah. said it is making it to the second round. That's our <laughs> Stanley Cup. That's our championship. So I'm in, dude. If 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 that means cutting the hair, let's fucking cut the hair. Let's I'm all go in. for it. Um, but yeah, I, anything else you guys want to say on the Vikings game? I know there was. I know we're going to get into it with uh, Darren a lot more from KSTP. But there's a there was still some blame on Kirk, which is not surprising, but is still as stupid as normal. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was pathetic how, like, how stupid. I'm not surprised. Like, I put out a few drunk tweets last night. I probably would have put out sober, let's be honest. Like, I'm just get passionate about it, about people complaining about Kirk Cousins. He went for almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, almost had a flawless game. There was a couple questionable play calls, a couple questionable passes, but they these fans act like he's supposed to go 100% on completions, 
And some idiot was saying, well, he missed some passes. I'm like, well, fucking Every Tom Brady misses passes. Tom Brady's, then, Tom Brady's nine for 18 right now with one interception. Yeah, and even, but I'm like, I'm like Tom Brady in his prime 10 plus years ago in his Super Bowl runs would miss and make dumb passes. And someone replies, wow, comparing Tom Brady to Kirk Cousins. I'm like, where the fuck did I compare Kirk Cousins to Tom Brady? I'm just saying the best of the best miss passes. Like, and the idea that, and they were fixated on that fourth and eight plan. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more with Darren, but they were fixated on that as if he was at the three yard line and it was a six point game and a touchdown could have won it. And he had all the time in the world, and which he, he didn't. He, a guy was in, I was telling Zane when Wags I was at the game with, he had a guy in his face after, in like a second and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he was a scrambling quarterback, you know, he, he would have had a second and a half to make a split decision, like, am I going to roll out here or not? And even so, he still could have been sacked. And if you look at it, like Justin Jefferson was triple teamed. Adam Thielen had no separation. KJ Osborne certainly wasn't open. He would have had to make a blind throw downfield at the 50 yard line, still down by seven because your defense gives up 431 fucking yards and 26 first downs to Daniel Jones and the Giants. Who's not even a mobile quarterback. He's not considered a mobile quarterback. He can run a little bit, but that's because they gave him open. Yeah, field. that's not his like primary game. No. And another dumb tweet I saw was this is where the this is where like I was bitching about I was saying stuff about Kirk Cousins and he's just a pocket passing quarterback. We're like, well, that era is behind us. We're on to the mobile quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones. That's the future. I'm like, okay, they're good quarterbacks, but I wouldn't consider them like the mobile future. That's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, kind of people that can that really quick and really agile. Daniel Jones, good quarterback, but he's not a mobile quarterback. He's not agile. He's a pocket pass. He's like he's like Josh Allen. He's good. Exactly. He's good for he a couple run. good runs a game normally. Like if he has open field. Yes. And and that's all. Or game. even like Rogers a couple years. Mobile ago. quarterbacks to me are like are like the Kyler Murrays that literally make something out of nothing. And they can literally evade tackles and shit like yeah. that. So if you're trying to tell me that we lost because the mobile quarterback scenario and Kirk Cousins is in a mobile quarterback, Daniel Jones is literally almost like a cookie cutter ten year, like a, a ten years younger version of Kirk Cousins that maybe has a little bit better running ability. But in terms of rolling out and all this shit, we gave it to him. They're, the defensive gave him no pressure. Damn, it's you the worst yeah. defensive scheme, especially in a playoff game. He had so much time to throw every I've football ever watched in my life. Yeah. It's gracious. It is. It is very unfortunate. I I did see a stat out there about uh, the worst defense in the NFL uh, year by year yep. and their record. The records. It, it, it's bar- barely half the. No, not even half the teams are even five hundred. No, but the Vikings. None of them are. This has to be the best team with the worst defense in NFL history, right? It's yep. got to be up there. Yeah. Thirteen and four with the worst rated NFL defense. Were we actually considered the worst defense? I believe so. I think we're like thirty second, thirty first in a lot of categories. I, I saw thirty second. Uh, I guess it depends on who you know. Yeah, who but ranked we it, but. we were at t- bottom yeah. ten, which that is been still horrible. Such a mismatch in San Fran. I know. Yeah, we would have got. Fucked. It would have been bad. And then you have, well, I mean, you have guys like Brian O'Neill out, which is yeah. crucial. That that crucial that did not help at all. You want to go up against Nick Bosa without Brian O'Neill, like. Our old no. line looked horrible, and like there was a couple good like Darisaw like looked okay. Did you see that play? He does it every game where Darisaw just murdered a man. Yeah, yeah dude, like, God, he's I such a beast. Him. He's so he's good. The best. But if you look, the the old line was getting broken down, and Kirk still made unbelievable. But they bring up the well. If we had a mobile quarterback, he would extend some of those plays. I'm like, you do realize mobile quarterbacks get sacked all the time because their offensive line breaks down within two seconds. The mobile quarterbacks do the best when they still have time in the pocket, like at least four or five seconds. Kirk maybe had less than two seconds on that last play. Like someone made a good point, like even like maybe five quarterbacks in the entire league could have rolled out on that and not even 100%. Like 
it's it's just it's ridiculous that they people still blame Kirk for this. It's it's absolutely mind boggling to me when Cam speaking. Goodness gracious, you can you can probably test this. There is nothing funnier than being on Twitter when Jake's had a few cocktails and you see his like stupid Mike Hawk profile picture. <laughs> oh, I know, and like paragraphs with exclamation points. And it's like, so oh, funny. he's wasted and he's tweeting again. Did someone take his phone away. And, and I, I have tweeted stuff like that. You know, sober. I just have that passion, but I'm more likely to tweet yeah. shit. And I went on like four or five tweets. I woke up this morning. I don't remember tweeting that. I don't remember <laughs> tweeting that. I remember tweeting the one tweet. What and, time did you get home last night? Uh, had to be around ten thirty ish, maybe. Oh, so not It'd that much 11. later. I went to not, bed. At like, I, I went to bed at like eleven. We kind of left. Oh man, our our blogger Mike Brown came came over because he needed to charge his phone. So he oh. was it was just me and him at the bar watching the rest of the game. Came over here, charged his phone, showed him the showed him the house. But there was more bitching about the Vikings too and stuff. But yeah, it wasn't super late. But I too too late. Still. I slept until noon today. I'm so jealous of you. I I did wake up at 4 a.m. with, like, crippling anxiety yeah. though, for a couple hours. So I, it was more of, like, a fall back asleep at 6, wake up at noon kind of thing. But, yeah, I need I needed the sleep. I, I woke up at, like, 7 and didn't go back to That's sleep. That's the drunkest I've been in a while. You can see, once again, you can see the tortilla yeah. video. The I was video fucking, so I could barely even put together a sentence. <laughs> Shut up, fridge. Yeah, yeah that, that fucking fridge. It, it beeps, though. Every time it's open, if it's open for more than 10 seconds, it starts beeping at you. It's like, shut up. Yeah, you know Shut what? Up, I, if 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 you get ruined or something in my house gets ruined because I leave that thing open, that's on me. It's not on you. Don't tell me to close it. <laughs> what yeah. are you gonna do? But ultimately, like this goes into like my bit quick of the. I think I might have even done this in the past, just in general, the way she goes bit, which is primarily coming from Trailer Park Boys and from the notorious scene where. Ray rolls into the VLT room, spends all of their liquor money when he should have been going up to the bar to get him drinks. And they go in there, Ray, what the fuck? Where's her liquor money? So also liquor money, boys, way she goes. And it's kind of like, and I've said that so many times in, in horrible sport. It's actually helps me a little bit in recent years when I've seen horrible Minnesota games, playoffs or not I'm like, well, way she goes. I mean, it's a Business fair, usual. it's a fair response in life. Like in some, general, something shitty happens to you. What are you going to do about exactly. it? There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Well, fucking way she goes. It's the way and life it goes. It actually does kind of help you. It's like, well, it happened. You well, can't that, change it. Way she goes. I, I agree with that, and I like acknowledge that, but the worst thing ever is for someone to fucking tell you that when you're sad, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did it after the Gopher game, and then you did it last night, too. I'm like, God, I'm going to you. But like I know. But you know, I've been doing that like five years ago. I wouldn't have said that. I would have been like, nope, nope, fuck this. But then it's kind of like, I think it's my coping. I think, you know, I'm still fucking pissed off in my head, but it's kind of like, Telling myself, well, you know, don't get too down. It happens in Minnesota. Way she goes. It happened. But that you're still pissed. I was still pissed off internally, for sure. I'm just trying to keep myself sane. There's nothing truly you can do good, and that's that's going to make you feel better. So you might as well crack a joke. Yeah, way she goes. Crack, you know? a, crack a joke. Yeah, I think I, I literally turned to Zane right after, and Gavin, his brother, was there. I'm like, well, way she goes, and we just I'm pretty out. sure there was a time uh, at Tom's Bar before you guys went to the game where I heard you say we're going to lose today. I, I woke up this morning terrified. I No, I, I said I said it after like my third beer under my breath. I think it was like... When I, was I heard you. I'm like, ah, we're going to lose we're today. We're going to lose today. I had this really <laughs> grueling dread feeling. Uh, like, I, it was weird. I kind of was reflecting back on going into the game and sitting down in our seats and just... Almost, I was excited to be there, but there was a feeling of, I, I'm not excited right now. Yeah. I just have a feeling it's just not going to go well. And that's... It's not. I'm not saying I'm this all-knowing psychic. It's just. It's. It's just a feeling because we've seen it happen time and time again. It's going to happen one of these times where I'm. I think for every playoff game, 
even a wild playoff series, I'm going to always say I have a bad feeling because it's normal. And then we're going to win. I'm going to be like, okay, I was wrong. I mean, in, in Minnesota, though, the ne- the negative is the default. Yeah. So you're not you're not very not far you're not very far from normal by going in with that re- it's, reaction. It's I guarantee that was normal. over half the stadium. It was like, yeah. there's a good chance we fucking lose today. I'm just yeah. I do. There are people like I know people personally, and it's not you know you're not even you cam or anybody. It's people that are like, no, this team has a shot to go deep this year. They're going to Super Bowl. It's going to oh, be this me. year. That's hundred percent. Let's fucking yeah, for uh, no, I'm talk. I'm not going to call no. anyone out specifically. Like there are people that were like, "No, this is our year for sure." Like we're running the table. Oh, I didn't say that. No, like I'm talking about people yeah. that had 100 percent confidence that this was. I'm like, I'm like, you can't say that yeah. in Minnesota. Well, dude, all the people who were tweeting on Saturday night, like, looks like the Vikes are going to San Fran. Yep. Like no, they're no. no. They play New York tomorrow. That's that's the next thing up. A lot of a lot of fans were on the boat of like, yeah, we're gonna lose in San Fran. Which I'm like, is we gotta fair win enough the wild to look card. ahead, but like, yeah. you shouldn't be talking and about San Fran until you're playing San Fran. I was certainly looking at scenarios if we beat New York to like, kind of like, okay, what could we do if we beat New York? But I was ultimately, we gotta win this wild card game. I was not. Yeah. I the only thing I was very the, what I was very disappointed on after the game was just we had it was that was one of the loudest. Um, games I was ever at like it was yeah. fucking loud and you cannot just like and we have and you have seen it at games there in the past uh, how, how it affects teams where they call a timeout or they're they're look confused offensively Jano Jones in New York I think because solely if our defensive pressure was a little better the crowd could have played a bigger factor in it but they looked like he was playing in front of no fans in yeah, a practice they weren't even rattled he was just and they were prepared for it. They're NFL players but it can still do something and it did nothing yeah. The home crowd advantage, the how loud it was, how much I screamed yesterday. It just was like all for nothing. I'm like, that is what I'm more pissed about. Just like ruining probably my voice for, you know, for the future. I'm gonna lose my voice at and ruining it, ruining your day at work today. Yeah, exactly. And still, oh goodness, and yeah. on top of just the hangover feeling, it just oh. Like I mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot more about the game with uh, Doogie and, and and break down kind of what what happened there but um i'm gonna take your two bits and raise you a positive positive bit. positive bit uh the chef boldy bit uh our boy matt boldy True. resigned a seven-year 49 million dollar contract with the wild today let's give a little round of applause for that at least that's big that boldy's, was... boldy's been a huge stud on the team yeah. you know ever since he came up from iowa and uh he's he's been nothing but but a, but an all-star and that was, I know, there's a lot of contracts they need to rework in the offseason. We don't know who's going to stick around, but that was, I think, the biggest one they wanted to take care of. And I'm glad they did it now before playoffs, just because that's the last thing you want going through his head mm-hmm. in the playoffs is like, well, when this is all over, i got to figure out where, mm-hmm. where my future is. Like Now, at He's least, comfortable. as one of our top top six guys, like he knows where he's going to be next year, and now it's just fucking pedal to the metal down the stretch. So... Boldy resigning was was an awesome bit. Um, as we we're gonna get into it with, with uh, Darren, but apparently at the wild practice they did forty nine stick taps mm-hmm. for every million dollars he made. Which that's a lot of that's a lot of stick taps. That's a lot of millions. It's a lot of millions. A lot of stick. It's just crazy thinking about it. if I was there watching that practice. Which apparently there's a shit ton of people there today because mm-hmm. yeah. kids didn't have school and whatnot. But it, they were tapping their stick over and over again forty nine times. It'd be crazy to just picture every time they're doing that, it's because Matt Boldy is making another million dollars from from the organization. So Well he's a rich you man. Know, deserve, he deserves well, it. He definitely deserves it. You know, the way the market's set up, you don't want him to leave. He's a great asset, I mm-hmm. mean, for this team, you know. Chef fucking Boldy is a bold move by the wild. 
Oh, that's good. Bet. I saw the NHL. I like post that. that. I like that. It's just he's gonna be around post. He's gonna be. He's still gonna be here post Parisi Suter buyout. Mm-hmm. Cap hell is over. He's gonna be here when mm-hmm. Wallstad is fucking ready to go. I mean, dude, uh, this team in, in a couple. This is so Minnesota sports fan, but like this team in a couple years is going to be dangerous. And now that Boldy is locked in, Kirill locked in last year, hopefully get Gustafsson locked in over the summer, maybe try to figure out something with Reeves, Goudreau. I know there's like a ton of question marks, but like it's all coming together. So today was a big day. Today was a good day, at least something to take your – Mind off the yeah, it was nice. Well, no, like I said, the t- the top off the show. The only positive is n- this is the year now, and now it's fully ho- on hockey. You know, we winter we have ice out. You just focus on the wild, and this just is a reminder that the wild are still they still exist, and it's still about fucking and winning. We still got you know true. Billy Gamble's at, at the helm. He's doing everything right. Yep, it's and, about uh, fucking winning. Life's good here. I love it. I have an honorable mention bit. Yeah. Um, Kirill's stolen 100th goal bit. So Kirill scored his 100th NHL goal, um, I think, in Saturday's game against Mm. Arizona, and the Bastards took it away from him. Fuckers. Uh, To his credit, Sam Steele was offsides, but it was only by, like, this much. It's like, it's the guy's 100th goal. It was at home. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. And I think, too, oh, shit, it was almost two years. I think it was... Two days after two years from his first goal in Minnesota, that mm-hmm. overtime goal yeah. against L.A. Um, I think it was LA. in L.A. during the bubble shit. Yeah. It was the first year. His first game. So that would have been kind year. of that would have been kind of a cool alignment there. But um, oh, so I tweeted out like the picture of Kirill, like hundredth goal, and then when they called back the goal, I didn't even delete it. I said I'm just going to keep this up until um, until he actually does it. Which I got called like a trigger happy dork and. <laughs> barstool wannabes you know the the typical oh, ro- yeah. rolodex of insults but uh but when 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 he does score that hundredth goal whether it's tomorrow night or thursday night like i said we're recording monday uh we're gonna be the first ones to report it mm-hmm. because the tweet is already up True. love it so it's already bump. good boom bump. we predict the we're, future we're ahead of it uh, we, yeah. predict, we just gotta put out a we should actually put out one for congrats on his 100 first uh goal and we can do it immediately yeah. after it happens. It's like or, we already had the tweet ready. Or we can put out a tweet or have it scheduled. Congrats on the Vikings winning the 2024 Super Bowl, and maybe it'll happen, yeah. come into fruition. Mm. Or this Wild Stanley Cup. The what? Yeah. Everything we tweet is like a death note, except the opposite. The Twins, comes to the twins win a happens. playoff game? Win the playoff game. Why wouldn't you write a World Series? Eh. Not yet. They need to win Baby a playoff steps. game. Yeah, Baby cl- you, gotta, you can't climb the ladder. Yeah. You can't skip six yeah. steps. We're not going to take the advantage of this power here, you know? What we yeah, we got to be responsible. Comes into reality. But uh, all right, anyways, that just about does it for bit of the week. Stick around after the break. We're going to get into plenty of Minnesota sports talk with KSTP reporter Darren Wolfson. Hey, guys, Kurt Cousins here. I'm out pre-gaming with the fans, you know, because I'm one with the people. I get it. You know, I don't typically drink, but I'm going to do it before the playoff games. It gets me jacked. Uh, so let's go. Let's beat the Giants today. And uh, I appreciate all you people out there. And uh, you like that? Skull Vikings. God bless Kirk Cousins. All right, everybody. Welcome back to It's a Bit. We got a very special guest joining us remotely. We got Darren Wolfson. He's a sports anchor and reporter for Channel 5 Eyewitness News. He's He's got the scoop on pretty much everything going around. And we were talking a little bit before the show about, about Gopher football and the Vikings and how we've kind of we've now entered this lull this little lull in content where we pretty much only have the wolves in the wild to keep us alive. But uh, 
Darren, I guess, how you been ever since uh, last night's catastrophe since we're recording on Monday? Yeah, good to see you guys. I appreciate you guys welcoming me back. Always appreciate being on with you guys. Love what you guys do. I have it on my list of things to do in 2023. It was a New Year's resolution. You guys don't know this. I internalized it, but now I'll verbalize it for, for the masses. I definitely want to join you guys for one of the one of the beer cup snakes that you guys do, yes. whether it's at CHS yep. or Target Field. I think the summer probably will work better. Okay. In fact, if you guys do something maybe March, early April at XL Energy Center, maybe that will work too. But that, definitely that, a baseball game. So definitely want to join be, you guys yeah. for that. So that'll that'll put a smile on my face at some point. But yeah, I did not foresee being in the Vikings locker room earlier today talking about the season being over. I thought, yeah, maybe one week from now. I thought they would go to San Francisco lose. That would be the season. But, hey, 13 wins, win a playoff game. I would have been like, yeah, that's a big-time successful first year, Kevin O'Connell, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. But after getting embarrassed, and I know, like, score-wise it wasn't embarrassing, but when you lose, to me, to a team that isn't all that good. I mean, the Giants scored over 30 points only once all year against the lowly Indianapolis Colts late in the season when the Colts were mailing it in completely, like, to lose that game? Man alive, like, I'm not even sure, like, I don't want to call it a failure of a season. Definitely wasn't a failure, but it's hard for me to go all in on this being a successful year, even with the 13 wins, winning the North convincingly. After you lose a home playoff game, a game you were supposed to win, and you lose the way you did, it's hard for me to say, like, successful year. Yeah. Well, how was it in the locker room? I saw I saw a couple interviews you did with Garrett Bradbury. Everybody, of course, was was down, but what was, like, the – the vibe from everybody in there. Shell shocked. You know, Shandon Sullivan told me, hey, never in a million years did I think I'd be talking to you today about the season being over. Still flustered, right? Like just a lot of guys still trying to fish for answers. Now, Cam Bynum said he watched back the tape. You know, he said it was more execution than anything else. Garrett Bradbury also watched the tape, but some guys hadn't even watched the tape yet when I was in there at one o'clock. This afternoon, so still guys just trying to figure out what exactly to say. Not everybody was in the locker room, but like Eric Kendricks didn't comment post game on Sunday. Like I've been in the locker room after many losses. Eric Kendricks is always a stand up guy, and he was stand up today, but like he refused comment. Like we asked him Sunday, "Hey, Eric, can we grab you for a few questions?" He said, "No." He was so emotional, just couldn't find the words to articulate what just took place, but. He did hold court on Monday, but like I was searching out Dalvin Tomlinson. I wanted to talk to Dalvin, who's a free agent, who I know the Vikings have some interest in re-signing. He was nowhere to be found. Like a bunch of guys were just nowhere to be found, but Justin Jefferson held court, Dalvin Cook, enough guys. I mean, we got plenty for for our sake on Channel 5, but it was interesting that, you know, I thought maybe the whole team or close to the whole team would be in there this afternoon. That wasn't the case. I think the big question at this point everyone's asking is, uh, where do you point the finger? I th- I think I think one one piece of it is very obvious, but I'm curious from your perspective where you point the finger. Well, I mean, I pointed at Ed Donatel. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Kevin <laughs> yeah. O'Connell yeah. hired yeah. him. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> but these defensive players are too talented. Yeah, right. Like, how often the crossing routes, the miscommunication, the collision we saw even as recently as the playoff game yesterday. Like, these players are too talented to be making mistakes like that. That, to me, falls on the defensive coordinator. When you allow over 400 yards in 11 games, when you allow over 400 yards twice, 
to the New York Giants, a mediocre at best offense. Heck, Daniel Jones is going to hit the jackpot in a couple weeks, sometime before the start of next season. The Giants didn't exercise their fifth-year option on him. He now has the hammer. I mean, they either use the franchise tag or pay him handsomely on a long-term deal. He better send the Vikings one heck of yeah. a gift basket. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, I mean, Daniel Jones yeah. has to thank the Vikings for the contract he's about to sign. And I'm not saying, hey, like I'll fully admit some of these some of these guys on defense are aging, right? I mean, there are warts, you know, talent-wise. I get it. Some of these guys are on the wrong side of of their careers. But I still think uh, collectively, these guys are just too damn good mm-hmm. to have all the communication breakdowns you know, that they had during the year. So to me, I point the, the finger squarely at, at, at Donatel. I've been preparing for a while as if there will be a new defensive coordinator. O'Connell and Quasey will hold court on Wednesday. Quasey, you know, he's one of these GMs who doesn't want to offer comment, at least on camera during the season. He did something after the TJ Hawkinson trade. The one good move he made, I guess Zadarius Smith was a pretty good move as well. But, you know, the jury's still out on on the first year general manager, but he'll talk to us on Wednesday. O'Connell will talk to us on Wednesday. I'm wondering by then if we have official news on Donatel, but I'm just saying I've been preparing for some time as if a new defensive coordinator will be in place. So you're telling me that the, the three yard pass from Kirk cousins at the end of the game didn't, wasn't the main cause of that <laughs> entire game of why they lost. I know. That's what a lot of people. Know. Are almost Although, saying. Jake, you know what? My, my eight year old blew up my phone immediately after the game yesterday saying what was that like my eight-year-old who's diehard my 11-year-old in the background also was screaming what the heck was that he actually used a different word naturally though yeah that's that's fair it was the natural yeah well yeah naturally yeah follows in his dad's footsteps (laughs) naturally i get it like that is the easy reaction right like kirk what the heck were you doing but kirk was brilliant for 95 percent of that game like it's hard for me to sit here and and bash kirk on one right? play, yeah, at the, the third of the game. down throw before the fourth down, he could have put the ball a little bit more out in front of KJ Osborne. KJ also could have probably caught set up it that too. fourth and yeah. eight. Yeah, but like I'm not mad yeah. at, at Kirk. I mean, sure, should he have thrown it up? Like we saw it in Buffalo, yeah. just throw it up, mm-hmm. give Jefferson a chance, even though he was like he triple double team. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, you're right, Jake. Like the chances of that happening were minuscule. But sure, would I've would I've preferred that? Yeah, absolutely. But that loss was all on the defense. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, Kirk, well, you know, stunk. Hey, it's time to trade Kirk. Over that right? one Like, play. I've heard some of that. I've seen that in my timeline on, on Twitter. People saying, hey, it's time to fully hit the, the reset button. You know, time for them to go all in on a rebuild. Yeah. Hey, whether it's Tennessee, Las Vegas, San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, if they're not in love with Brock Purdy, if maybe this next playoff game goes south. Because to me, like, Purdy should be the guy in San Francisco. next year but we know how much Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins so Mm -hmm. like I've had people suggest that in my timeline those teams that presumably will be in on Tom Brady you know if they swing and miss on Brady come call the Vikings it's time for Kwesi to trade Kirk I'm not Mm -hmm. there yet like you could have talked me into it this time last year but now after the year that Kirk just had I'm all in on Kirk being this team's quarterback until the day he retires which I would think would be like four or five years from now yeah Mm -hmm. well and the the worst part about it is like in parallel, you have the Lamar Jackson news. So everyone looks at that yep. and they're like, Oh, we can go after that. Like that's, that's a possibility, but <laughs> well, there, there was a playoff so game was... that he didn't even play in. 
Yeah. What I mean, I was in the car this morning heading into the office before heading out to, well, actually, I went to wild practice, which we can get to at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And then from wild practice, I went out to Egan. But anyway, I was in the car. You know, normally I'd listen to my guy PA, but they were in a commercial break. So I flipped over to ESPN radio. So the national guy was the Greenberg show, but he was off. You know, he takes a million days of vacation. So Chris Carlin was the fill-in host. He was advocating for that. Like, he was saying the Vikings need to go get Lamar Jackson. I'm like, what? Come on. I just don't. Like, uh, no. And I like Lamar, right? But no. Like, you have your quarterback. Yeah. Don't mess with it. You have your quarterback for the next few years. Figure out a way to make it work. We've had the most ability at the quarterback position in, like, at least a couple decades. I just don't see how having a mobile quarterback like that would have somehow magically made the offensive line give the quarterback more time and prevent the Giants from giving up 30 or prevent the Giants or scoring 31 points and giving up 26 first downs. Yeah, you made Daniel Jones look like Tom Brady, but you want a new quarterback. Yeah, there might be one or two more plays that a Lamar Jackson could maybe extend a little bit. But You want to know what? They're thinking about that last play because Lamar might have been able to scramble there, get a first down. Maybe the Vikings are playing next week. That's probably the only thing they're thinking about, which is is bananas. the 50-yard line. Yeah, bananas, considering how well Kirk played literally every other play, like you said. So, yeah, it, it is so funny to see that stuff get thrown around at the end of every season. Correct. And hey, like they did. They cited the fourth and eight. And how did Kurt do that? I thought Kurt Warner, I don't know if you guys saw it on on social media, but Mm -hmm. Kurt Warner on his Twitter page did a six and a half minute long video from the all 22 film breaking down why the play design wasn't a good one. Like it wasn't O'Connell's best day. Right, I mean the throw to Kirk. On yeah, third and what one. the hell was that? Third and one, fourth and one. Like, what the hell was that? There were also some really good plays. Like, I thought the opening mm-hmm. drive, yeah, was brilliant. Right, that scripted drive was so darn good. So, like O'Connell had his moments, but yeah, I mean that throw to Kirk was was baffling. That you was know, strange. Then that play design, right, I mean <laughs> they just, were, you know, with hot. Like, why are you having him chip? Why did Thielen run such a deep route? Why did Osborne run such a deep route? Osborne didn't need to run that far, right? Because he did pop open, but it was too late. Yeah, you knew Justin was going to see a second or third defender. But, like, there were things they could have done differently with Hawkinson, with Thielen, even Cook out of the backfield potentially, but more so Thielen, Hawkinson, Osborne, right? So I thought Kurt Warner did a marvelous job detailing why it's hard to blame Kirk based on that play design. I even saw Booger McFarland. Uh, I think he, I don't know if it was him because I didn't see the person talking or analyzing. It sounded like him. He made some great points too. He, they showed Justin Jefferson being like double, triple covered. KJ Osborne, they said he could have maybe actually ran a more of a, a, like a middle route. He was just covered. And then the, there was a guy in Kirk's face within two seconds where, and the open pass, the guaranteed pass was the Hawkinson and, from right before he threw it, it actually looked like if you hit Hawkinson, he could potentially actually break off the tackle and get a first down. So it's like, it was, you know, it was just a hard, it that, was I actually, play and, I started laughing out loud at that play. Yeah. I'm not going to Yeah, lie. well, no, for sure. When they but, when they threw it to Kirk and they're like, this is going to be, he's going to be the one who's going to get the first down here. I was like, that was terrible. Well, oh, that, that play, that was horrible. Yeah. That, I didn't understand <laughs> well, that Well, and we've seen it too often, right? I mean, just check down after check down, going back to the previous regime, not necessarily as much, you know, this year, but under Zim, right? I mean, there were many times where Kirk, you know, I mean, you'd be screaming at your TV saying, Kirk, what the heck are you doing? Why are you checking down? 
right? So like there was a little bit of a history. So yeah, considering the circumstances, considering it was the final play of the season, the Mm -hmm. do or die scenario of you need to convert that fourth down, right? And hey, by the way, I think if they convert that fourth down, they would have found a way to win. Call me Mm -hmm. nuts. Yeah. Whether it was scoring a touchdown, tying it, and then going to overtime, or maybe even going for two there at the end of regulation, winning Mm 32-31, or winning an overtime 34-31, or... 38-31 38-31 with the new overtime rules. However, it would have played out. I just think they would have gone on to score a touchdown if they convert on that fourth down. Like to me, there was minimal proof that the Giants were going to find a way to stop them. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. Like, just you know, the total package. It just it screams disappointment. Even though, again, I'm telling you, like, I think San Francisco would have been a nightmare matchup. Yeah. It, like, oh, I think oh. San Francisco, like, how pissed off is San Francisco right now, knowing that they have to play either Dallas or Tampa, I know we're talking here at, at 7 o'clock right before kickoff mm. of, of the Cowboys and Buccaneers game. So San Francisco gets the winner of that game. But, like, you know, call it a hunch more than anything. But I, I just I think San Francisco is licking its chops saying, bring on Minnesota. We don't want Dallas in particular. Yeah. But we no. also don't want Tom Brady and Tampa if they're coming off a playoff victory. We want that Vikings mm. team. We saw them in the scrimmage in August or the two days of joint practices. You know, we have enough knowledge on them. We know how much we kicked their tail in those two August practices. We want the Vikings. So I can bet you the Niners are not real happy right now. Yeah. No, they can't be. Because I was saying, like, before the the Vikings or before their last drive, I'm like, if we somehow pull off this game, though, the way the defense is played, like, I'll be happy. Don't get me wrong. I want to see us play another game. Because you never know. Like, we don't know what the outcome of that game would have been. It's all hypotheticals. But I'm like... Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are going to fucking put up 40, 50 points on this defense. This, Yeah, this isn't even an exaggeration. <laughs> I know Jones can do that. 50 oh, plus, my God. 50 plus points the way that San Fran offense has looked since the McCaffrey trade, let alone the first playoff game against Seattle. They would have, you actually might have seen 60 points. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It might have been a Georgia, you yeah. know, TCU national championship. <laughs> yeah. Game. So, it, well, oh. yeah, I mean, don't even forget about Elijah Mitchell, who's a really good running back. Ayuk, right? who is somehow the third the best receiver on that team. Ayuk. And Samuel, the crossing routes, yeah, right? Dude. Even Jennings showing they up. They would have had a field yeah, day. I mean, if Brock Purdy had time, and I think he would have, the Niners' offensive line is fully capable, mm-hmm. especially when healthy, right, with the best left tackle in the game, a really good right tackle, good enough interior blockers. Like, Purdy would have had time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the Niners' defense is so darn good. Yeah, both It's not like the Vikings mm-hmm. were going to have, like, a 20-play drive. How about a 20-play drive Yeah. yesterday? I spoke with Jordan Hicks post-game about that. Ooh. He's like... Yeah, I've been playing football a long time. I don't remember ever being on on the opposite side of of a twenty play drive that went nearly eleven minutes. Like, yeah, that is ridiculous. That game flew yes. by in general. Yeah, the first game, the first game of the day felt like it took forever. Yeah, and the second well, game it felt yeah. like they delayed yeah. the game. Yeah, but the yeah. second game you blinked and it was over. Mm-hmm. The Vikings game Correct. was like that. That first half I remember was insanely fast. By. So yeah, they just well, they I mean, just there ran weren't the really clock. any injury timeouts right later in the game the Giants lost a safety where they brought out the cart but at least the first half no like mm-hmm. in the first half there were like what two incompletions three incompletions? yeah and not a lot of penalties either not many not many penalties yeah so I mean it was completion after completion or run so yeah the clock kept moving so you're right I mean that first yeah. half was done like felt like maybe what an hour-ish an hour and 10 minutes-ish when the Bills Dolphins game took like two hours in the first half yeah were you uh, were you as fired up at halftime about Ludacris as Jake was? Oh yeah, are you, Ludacris, are you a Ludacris oh, yeah, fan? No, I, yeah, 
Yeah, like Chris Long, my my TV colleague, he was sitting to my left. He's like, let's get up there. Like, let's get in line. They got the really good chicken fingers. They got the brats. They got pizza. Like, the spread is is fantastic. I'm like, Chris, come on. And he understood. He's like, no, no, I'm going to try to, like, get in front so I can get back and, and watch Ludacris. But, yeah, I mean, I was all about it. Yeah, one girl I know, Bridget, was was down on the field. I was jealous. Envy, envy, en, I was envy and jealous of her, of, of being down in the field. I'm like, crap, Bridget. Like, I need to find a way to get down with you down on – down on the field. So, yeah, uh, you know, there were many luminaries in attendance. Anthony Edwards, Adrian Peterson, Roger yeah. Goodell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ludacris. <laughs> did you, did Ludacris you guys, was number one. Did you guys see the, the fan who was, scre- yep. who was screaming at the Goodell was like, Hey, Goodell, yep. fuck you. Yep. And then Goodell, yeah. Goodell did like this Portnoy? or something. Yeah. yeah. He was basically doing Portnoy's bit, but, but Goodell like was verbally or non-verbally my dick or yeah, something he was, or, or he's doing an elephant thing i don't know exactly what he was doing he, cla- but... he clapped back which is rare yeah. goodell move i guess but you were the nfl uh, commissioner aren't you yeah. supposed to like you are essentially <laughs> yeah. the president of the you league gave and you, ta- you gave you, tickets to someone with cancer earlier yeah right? and you and, just gave in to uh, a yeah. hater saying fuck you now you look like a bigger clown you yeah. literally you know strengthen people's cases against you <laughs> goodness Did gracious you see the, uh, the prop bet so there was a prop bet on on one of the the betting sites. One of my degenerate friends told me about it. That <laughs> it was like minus. Well, no, it must have been plus. It had to be a positive money line. It was like plus four hundred of Ludacris wearing like a Dalvin Cook jersey, plus eight hundred on a Kirk Cousins jersey, plus like twelve hundred on a Daniel Hunter jersey. Whatever it was. Yeah, he didn't even wear any jersey. Yeah, it, the other guy on stage did. Wore a Dalvin yeah, Cook yeah. Jersey, mm-hmm. so it was close, but he didn't wear a jersey. Must That's, not be a big Vikings guy. Yeah, he's not a true fan, I guess. I don't know. But usually they even but they usually do wear the jersey of the team they're playing right. for just because they're or, so, or someone up, you know? throws them one. Yeah, from, exactly. From that was a little surprise, but whatever. But yeah. yeah. I think it he was, was good though, like, you know, get out of the way, you know, bitch, right? And way. but yeah. because of the audience, you're not gonna say bitch. Yeah, right? there's yeah, kids, right? there's kids there. Yeah, there's just kids. Get out the way. And he was it was entertaining to say the least. It was it was great though. Like he's one of those artists where like Going into them, I'm like, yeah, I know some songs by him, but there was a few that like it. I'm like, oh wow, he made this song. Like, all I do is win. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, Ludacris makes this song. How did I forget that? Because well, it came on as a surprise. I'm maybe, like, shit. yeah, maybe he jinxed it by yeah. singing that. But I also forget too I, that Ludacris is in the Fast and Furious movies. So every time I see him, at least the newer mm-hmm. ones. So every time, no, actually, it goes back to I think the second movie he's in. Mm-hmm. So every time I see him, That's I think right. of Fast and Furious, which That's is so, right. which is so bizarre considering how many bangers he has. Yeah, he aged, he's aged very well. Yeah. He doesn't look that old, no. honestly. Oh yeah, I mean, but. You know, he's got what three or four kids, probably, if not more. I mean, he's been married for a bit, yeah. hasn't he? I mean, yeah, what yeah. Is he in his mid 40s or so. He looks probably great, yeah. yeah. And those Fast and Furious movies, by the way, are on all the time, right? Whether it's HBO, oh, yeah. TBS, TNT, like flip on the TV tonight or tomorrow, mm-hmm. guarantee you'll stumble into one or FX, one of those channels. They're classics, yeah. And well, they somehow keep mm-hmm. going. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they. They got me glued. Yeah. Once yeah. I find them, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of like jinxing, I don't know if Ludacris necessarily did that, but I did turn. I was with Zane at the game, and when I saw Roger Goodell, I'm like, we might have lost this game. If we lose the game, it's because Roger Goodell is <laughs> he, here. He was ensuring the script played out yep. the way he wrote yep, it. Yep, exactly. He was here to see. Exactly. Well, I mean, Roger was probably in charge somewhat, right? Or let's just run with it. Yeah. Of them playing in a 325 window, right? Yep. Like, he could have given the Vikings, he could have had his finger fingerprints on giving the vikings the noon kickoff yep. on sunday we know how good cousins is the vikings are in that noon window right mm-hmm. the, vikings are the new really nightmare well, 325 yeah. window or the primetime window right so like blame goodell right even yeah. if it wasn't necessarily his fault it sounds great so 
Run with it. Goodell's fault that the game was at three twenty-five. Yep, yep. And not he ruined noon. it. Exactly. We can he, bring. He he limited the new the what is it the new nightmare the Kirk, new nightmare Kirk Cousins or Kirk Cousins drinking Gatorade out out I, of the Gatorade cup, which I see him do on TV, mm-hmm. and they didn't win, which I think is one of the first times that's ever happened where Kirk has been shown on TV yeah. drinking out of the Gatorade cup and they lose the game. And it's playoffs. It's different yeah. than regular season. Yep. I think we should just unite all the Vikings fans together that are torn between oh this is Kirk's fault he should have threw that on fourth and eight. The defense was horrible, um, and just say I blame Goodell. Easy, yeah, let's do it. I think that would bring everybody together. Yep, we'll honestly. go with it. But like, Jake, do you legitimately know people that are like really, like seriously blaming Cousins oh, for that loss? Yeah, I mean, because I had a tweet. Like, if there are people still to this minute yep. as we talk here on Monday night, like it's probably still happening. Cousins. I mean, I, I, I don't. You have to be delusional. I, I know. Like, I like, literally. What? I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna search Kirk Cousins on Twitter. So I, li- I put out a tweet. Wow. Yeah, the latest. And, and I'm not sure that's the greatest sample size to take well, the temperature of, but okay. I, I will sure. S- I guarantee you can find some tweeters, but like, if you really feel that way, seriously, like you have to be as delusional as it gets. Yeah, like someone was just saying, he sh- we should have a quarterback that's rolling out of the pocket and extending plays beyond just even that last play, and that would have made a difference. Blah blah blah. Like it's it's ridiculous how many people lit- literally. Are saying a difference. Um, I saw someone last night who said, "I just want a young, exciting QB," and someone responded under it and said, "No, you don't. Like, you don't. You don't want a rookie in there right now who's running all over the place." Well, you know the way that this may play out is you guys might know better than me, but what does Cousins have left on his current contract? Is it another year? Another two? It's years? another year. Because I think they, but, but, the but they always. Season? Yeah, so I think last last March they signed him to a year a year extension. So he technically had two years coming into this year. So he has another year now, I think. Mm-hmm. But they always, yeah, they, they always, always get don't a year want ahead a player. Of that. Yeah, they don't want a player going in on their last year of their contract. Usually, okay. So he's a free agent after the twenty four season. Yep, yep. After this yep. next season, so yes. he's under contract. He's under team control for two more years. I wonder if it plays out like this. He's their quarterback for the next two years. I don't know if they'll be able to do enough around him to go much further yeah. than right now. And they end up drafting a quarterback, not this year, but then the following year. So they target a quarterback high in the draft, April of 2024. Yep. And mm-hmm. that guy would then be the guy moving forward. Yeah. They, or the contract just plays out. Yeah. Or if the, the Vikings yeah. don't extend Kirk, because there's some people saying right now, and I get it, like extend Kirk, let him be the guy. And hey, you can convince me of that. I, I just said, hey, they should find a way to make Kirk the, the quarterback until the day he retires. And I would think he's got another four to five years. These quarterbacks play deep into their 30s, even, you know, in the case of some, until they're 39, 40, 41, or Brady, 45, yep. 46, whatever the heck he is mm-hmm. at this point. But I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the front office decides, okay, we'll roll with Cousins, but we're not extending him. Let's target a quarterback April of 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. I, I think they'll I think they'll do that regardless, even if the mar- even if there's like a another hot quarterback on the market that's maybe, you know, around where Kirk Cousins age was. I think he was like 29, 30 years old when we signed him in, you know, five years ago. He's yeah. almost 35 now. Yeah. If there's another, you know, attractive option at that time, they might go with that, depending on where the team is at. If they're still in a point where like, well, we still feel like we can win. But at that point, that's when a lot of our players players are going to be aging. Well, you know, so. and the final thing I guess I wanted to ask you about the Vikings is there's a lot of people who are up on contract. Who do you think's in and who's out? Who goes, who stays? Just it, with early guesses. I know the season just ended yesterday. Yeah, off but, a hunch. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's no, fine. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with you guys putting me on the spot. And, hey, 
if you if you roll out the the video here on March twentieth and I, I end up being wrong, hey, so be it. Throw it in my face. We will because we want yeah. we want you to get hate from the yeah, people on Twitter because yeah, they're so smart. Trust me, freezing cold takes. You're gonna get plenty of hate already. No. Yeah. So, but if you guys want to want to pile on, hey, by all means, go for it. I would say right now, Adam Thielen, not a Viking. Yeah. Not a Viking, and I don't mm-hmm. say that loosely. Like. The cap number is nearly $20 million, right? So you can't have Adam Thielen back in 23 on his current contract. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at either a restructure or an outright release. So if you're asking me one or the other, and hey, he was just Walter Payton Man of the Year, beloved, right? One of us, all that good stuff. I can't see a scenario where, where they cut ties on Adam. And Adam, my understanding, is, is not ready to retire. So mm-hmm. I can see Adam somewhere else, all right? Let's keep going up and down the list. Okay, well, free agents, Dalvin Tomlinson, they would like him back. Garrett Bradbury, they would like him back. Patrick Peterson wants to be back badly. I'm not sure I see him back, although if he's willing to come back at one year, like three and a half, four million, I suppose you bring him back. So I can see multiple of those free agents back. Uh, Who else we got? Harrison Smith, he can't be back in nearly $20 million on the cap, right? So you're going to make a move there. Just logically speaking... They didn't sign him to his current contract. I think Quasey gets it. You don't pay a safety that much money, right? So you make the move on on Harrison Smith. Dalvin Cook, cap number next year, what, $14 million? So you need to rework that. But I suppose mm-hmm. I can see him back on a restructured contract. I don't see him back on his current mm-hmm. terms. Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, who else are we looking at? I wish I had over the cap.com in front of me with, mm-hmm. with the exact cap figures laid out you know the other thing they're going to do i mean they are going to approach justin jefferson on an extension he is extension eligible this offseason now typically guys don't get the extension after their third year like in recent memory only kyler murray after year three got the big money extension normally teams wait until after year four but i wouldn't be shocked if they try to get something done with jefferson now as opposed to waiting until march of of 2024 so that'd be something else i would keep an eye on but Certainly, Thielen, Smith, yeah, I'm not sure I see those guys here. I guess Kendricks is a bit of a wild card. And Daniil Hunter, like, Daniil's a 4-3 defensive end. He's not a 3-4 outside linebacker. His sack yesterday, thankfully, came with his hand in the ground. I mean, that's that's how he needs to play. He shouldn't be standing up, right? So I wonder if, if a trade, like, you don't need to cut Daniil. You can get something decent for Daniil in a trade. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we see a Daniil Hunter trade in the in the near future. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, it, the, the Thielen drama this morning was crazy. Like his, his wife posting, you know, mm-hmm. this might be it in Minnesota. That, that threw everyone. Oh, I didn't up. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Was she, that on Instagram? yeah. She posted an Caitlin? Instagram okay. story. I think she deleted it actually. She might have. Said, I, I didn't see it, but I saw a lot of screenshots that basically mm-hmm. just said like, this might be it for us in Minnesota. Yeah. Thanks for everybody. Okay, thanks for all the love and support. I, I yeah. Yeah. That, so yeah. You. There's plenty of screenshots of Twitter mm-hmm. on it. I couldn't find it on Instagram, but, but then again, you know, like that, that was in the moment who knows, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously a lot more that goes into it, but Based on what you said, it makes a lot of sense that he goes somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will tell you, when when they redid his deal, you know, back in whatever it was, February or March, the idea was to have him here 22 and 23. Then I thought, okay, he's going to maybe retire at that point, retire as a Viking, you know, right off into the sunset. But, like, you can't bring him back with a cap number of 20 million. And Mm -hmm. I love Adam. I do, but, like, the separation isn't there anymore. Now, I think he was playing banged up for a good portion of the year. You know, just his knee, some other stuff. Like, I don't think he was 100% when 
like October on, really. Like early mm-hmm. in the season, I think he got dinged up, never fully recovered. Right. And I think he can help somebody else, like red zone target, mentor. Like there's a lot to like about Adam Thielen, but the numbers are what they are. Like go to PFF or any other analytical website. He can't separate anymore. He's got zero separation ability, right? You can't pay him $20 million or whatever the actual money is, but you can't have him on the cap at $19.8 million. You just can't do it. You know, so that's why I'm sitting here telling you, right? Like instead of a restructure, just time to move on. Like they need a different second receiver. KJ Osborne, I think is good, but he's not a number two. I mean, that's why to me, they're drafting what 22nd or 23rd in the first round. Okay. I get it. If they go cornerback, you know, or pass rusher, but I'd also keep an eye on, on wide receivers. They considered a wide receiver in the first round last year. Now, heck, they should have just stayed where they were and taken Kyle Hamilton, who was unreal for the Ravens, right? They ended up taking a safety anyway with their first pick in Lewis scene. They took the wrong safety. Mm-hmm. They should have taken Hamilton and the book's not written on, on scene. Scene might be able to bounce back from that, you know, catastrophic injury still turned out to be a really good productive player, but Kyle Hamilton was a stud in Notre Dame. He's been a stud so far with the Ravens. I'm not surprised. They should have just stayed at 12, taking Kyle Hamilton. But they were considering if, like, the Jets didn't take Garrett Wilson. If Garrett Wilson had fallen, like, they were heavily, heavily interested in Garrett Wilson. So the fact that they were looking at a wide receiver as early as the first round last April, like, I wouldn't rule that out at pick, I don't know if it's 22 or 23. It's one of the two. But in the first round this April, that if there's the right wide receiver, go get that guy. Because Kevin O'Connell wants to pass the ball Mm – what, 60 to 65% of the time? Like, no Vikings quarterback in the history of the franchise threw as many passes as Cousins did this year. So we know the balance at best is going to be, what, 60-40? And that's why you can't pay Dalvin all that money, right? Like, if Dalvin wants to come back and restructure, fine. But they pass the ball so much. It's a pass-first offense, a pass-heavy offense. You can't pay a running back big-time money, but you also need a second receiver. So... I'd keep an eye on that position, if not in the first round, early come the April draft. Well, who are there any big name wide receivers that are going to be free agents this offseason? Is it pretty limited? Well, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, I don't have the full list in front of me, but I did see somebody tweet out about a week or two ago a list. I mean, you know, there's some, you know, somewhat intriguing names, but nobody that's going to pop off the page. Plus, you know, they still need to find a way to create all this cap space. Now, Rob Brzezinski is a cap wizard. They always find a way. So I have no doubt that they'll find a way again this time around. But, you know, there's no receiver that jumps off the page at you saying, okay, that is the perfect number two mm. to Jefferson. You know, I mean, I'm curious to see, not that you would make a move on him, but like Arizona's going to probably move DeAndre Hopkins or maybe will, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that would be a big receiver that's out there. But, yeah, like, I, you know, I don't see a scenario where the Vikings bring yeah. in DeAndre Hopkins, but there'll be some guys. But I, I just I, I would think, hey, if there's a guy in the draft, I mean, we see all these all these receivers in year one excelling. Like you can find a guy, identify a guy, and draft him either at you know 22, 23, or they don't have a second round pick, right? Because the Hawkinson trade, which is fine by me, great trade, you know, but maybe with the third round pick, you know, go receiver with one of your first two picks in April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh transitioning to a lighter note, uh the wild. At least, at least a, For now. a team that's surviving. For now, that's yes. still in it. Yep. Uh, the the Boldy was a great resign today. I think what seven years, forty nine mil. Ooh, uh, yes. You were you were at practice, and apparently the team did forty nine stick taps. And and if and if you were there to witness that, how long did that take them? I'm curious. Yeah. Well, you know, 
knowing me, I was looking down at my phone a few times, so I didn't count the exact time. But yeah, it was uh, it was a cool deal because you know with with all the kids off from school, it was one of those fan practices, you know, open practices, and so the stands were were filled at at the Trier Rink there in in downtown St. Paul. So yeah, it it took a while, and you know, it looked like Matt, you know, I was obviously behind the glass and. Yeah, I wasn't like fully locked in, but I did take some pictures. So I'll show you proof. Yeah. Let me see if I can multitask here. I did take some pictures. I mean, he was he was thanking his teammates pretty good. So I mean, it was that's, it was a bit. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's, a, that's an awesome here. resigning. Yeah. Oh, Man. seven years Beautiful. is like oh, God, this, the yeah. sweet spot. Beautiful. That was a good thing to wake up to after this Vikings yeah. loss. It was yeah. like okay, we not only reminds you that we still have the Wild and they're doing okay. Um, inevitably they could maybe well, still lose, but we have Matt Boldy here for some Oh yeah. Years. Yep. yep. I, I remember seeing you tweet that. Yep. And that was all the that was all the players circled up. So is that when they were doing the stick taps? Yeah, that's when they were doing the stick taps. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I think I threw that on Insta. I'm trying to do more on Insta. Yeah. I don't have the following you guys do on Insta, but we can I'm help you. We can help you out. Yeah. Do a couple story shares. Yeah, please yeah. Do. A couple yeah, of tags. Do. Although I did get a message. I don't know if it's legit or not. Somebody's saying I can be verified. Are you guys verified on Insta? No, we're not. And and I'll tell you now those those are ninety nine percent of the but time is that scams. BS or is that yeah, legit? but I do see I do see like a lot of news professionals like yourself verified all the time on Instagram. So you uh, probably could. I don't yeah, know what professionals the use very loosely. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, come on. But I guess I work for a news entity. So yeah, I you guess are. You are so legit. That's what I'm saying. But yeah professional you know, and you've been around a long time you can get you can you're, get the you're, you are in the locker room you're at the ice yep. you're, you're the guy in, at least in our minds so you you deserve the check mark all right well okay well then i'll respond to, to instagram but yeah i mean they were on the ice for a bit you know and he got you know a little bit emotional i mean matt's not gonna get overly emotional but speaking with him in the in the locker room although he started laughing he's like yeah i'm on the hook for dinner tonight so i can only imagine yeah. where they're going to dinner tonight oh. in dc before the game tomorrow night at washington against the capitals i can only imagine <laughs> that bill that matt boldy is about to pick up tonight i can't i i think i've seen one of the like the rookie dinner uh bills before and it's actually insane how expensive mm-hmm. cuz yeah naturally they they pick the the most expensive place you know everyone's probably getting steak and lobster couple cocktails maybe you mm-hmm. know like every everyone's going to ball out if boldy's paying which he is now the $49 million man, so so yep. be it. Make him pay, but yeah. yeah love oh, trust that. me, and, and you know, as we're speaking with, with Matt, I, I didn't see what teammate it was. It wasn't Felino. It was somebody on the other side of the locker room. It might have been Galagoski. Doesn't matter who it was. It might have been Mason Shaw. But anyway, just screaming out, $49 million man. Yeah, I could hear that in the video. Yeah. That might have <laughs> been Revo, honestly, based on the voice. It probably, yeah, yeah. yeah might have been. That yeah, it absolutely might have been. He's... He's been a godsend in many ways. Oh yeah, yeah. Those guys love him. He loves them. That was that was one heck of a trade. I hope that's. I hope he's not a rental. Yeah, I, it feels like it is based on just what I've heard. But we'll I will just get rid of him in the off season. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think I think like with getting rid of Delorier last year, like you you got to hold on to one of those fighting characters yeah. because ever since Revo got on the ice, the Wild have been I think like uh, seventeen and five or so. Their yeah. record is nuts since. It is something him. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'd find a way to keep him, right? I mean, yeah. I think you're moving on from Jordan Greenway yep. at some point here in the near future, right? So, you know, if you move on from Greenway, you're right. You need you need one of those tough guys. I I'd find a way to keep Ryan here for a while. Mm-hmm. It seems like Felino's kind of moved out of that role of being mm-hmm. the fighter. He's kind of you know more of a skill player now. Yeah. And that's that's where he wants to be. So you know, let Revo do the fighting. That's fine. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be relevant for a bit here, though. Like. You know, I don't know if they can jump, you know, to one or two in the in the division, right? You know, surpass Dallas, Winnipeg. We're still waiting for Colorado. 
to catch fire. Don't know if it will, but mm-hmm. you know, you kind of think at some point they may, but like the wild are going to be relevant the rest of the way. Right. And, and they certainly have a chance to, to make a run. I mean, one, one talking point in the locker room today was how good they are when leading after two periods. Yeah. So they don't have a loss this year. They're 17 0 and one. That's crazy. Went up after two periods. So just find a way to get a lead heading into the third period. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was, and just, that was a talking point with, with Felino, with, with Mark Andre Fleury, with, with Dean Everson. Yeah. I mean, they're good once they get the lead. So just find a way to maintain that lead heading into the third period. Yeah, just do that in the playoffs, too. Like, yep. I think we're sick and tired with the Wild, too. They've been a very good regular season team over the last decade. And then look at the Vikings. They were always able to come back and find a way to win in the regular season, but couldn't do it in the playoffs. We see that a lot with the Wild in the regular Especially season. Especially last year. Just do it in the year. playoffs. The amount yeah. of crazy third period overtime yeah. comebacks they made last year. It, 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 you don't want to say the word fraud, but it, it had the same kind of feel. Like, when's the magic going to run exactly. out? Exactly. They just These teams just these Minnesota teams just can't seem to replicate success in the playoffs. And I just wish they could Well, do I mean, that. do you guys have the numbers? I mean, somebody should do the numbers, the futility. You know, like, I'm about to turn 43. You guys are younger than me. But, like, in our lifetimes... Right. Like, what's the playoff record of these teams? Now, I guess in my lifetime, and I don't know if you guys were you guys born in 91 for the Twins World Series? No, 97. I was was. born in 96. All right. So, I mean, crap. Like, (laughs) think about it from 96 or 97 on. Think about the Twins playoff record, the Wilds playoff record, the Wolves playoff record and all the years of missing the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the Vikings. And, you know, no disrespect to the Lynx. Right. All those championships. But. To me, I look at it and say, okay, there's, what, 12 teams in the WNBA? There's double that, more than double that in, in all the other leagues. So mm-hmm. I'm not diminishing what, what the Lynx have accomplished. It's just, to me, it's apples and oranges when when there's so few teams. Yeah, well, and here's the crazy thing to think about. Like, I'm 25, you can see me. When I was six years old was the last time the Twins won a playoff game. And I'm now a fully grown man who lives independently from his parents for a while, mm-hmm. has a job, all this and like I was a six-year-old child the last time that team won a chant, yeah. won a won a playoff game. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, like it's not like we had never made it. We had been in it for plenty of years, which is just that. Like looking my, at myself in the mirror just baffles me. I was in diapers. Yeah, yeah Cam, Cam over here was in diapers. He's, he's twenty-two. What was that? Are you still a finger painter? Are you still like? Um, you, you know, know, there, you know what, there are probably some habits since then that haven't changed. But um, I've actually never been good at art, so I don't even know if I'm capable of doing finger yeah, painting. I'm not good either. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just, it is. I'm a failure. Well, yeah, we actually got to pull the numbers on that. If you take playoff games in maybe the century, we'll say, how many collectively Minnesota has won and lost, that number is going to make everyone want to cry. Well, I've seen a lot of numbers circulating. This was brought up every year because this is, we always are eliminated in the playoffs seemingly every year. But it was like since 1991, I think we've had a combined 121 consecutive seasons when you combine the Wild Timberwolves. Twins and Wild, you combine all of them. We've had 121 consecutive seasons without a championship. And and then we've had, and then not only that, not even making a championship or a finals appearance. And they say the odds of that is like 0.0015% we're living chance. In, we're living in it. Like in to hell. do to, yeah, for that. Is there any other major market, no. you know, market that oh. has all four main professional sports? You know, and if we want to debate MLS, fine, whatever. But I'm talking NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB. Is there any other market that even compares to this ineptitude? I know, like, like de- de- Detroit is pretty miserable. So I always say, like, at least Minnesota teams make it. Like, Detroit lately has not 
really been good at anything. But the Pistons sure. won in 05, 06. The NBA sure, Championship. okay. The Tigers were in Correct. the World Series. The I guess, the I guess I'm, Red Wings I'm, said, I'm, I'm talking but, yeah. more recently, but... And you're ta- yeah. focusing on the Lions specifically, yeah. yeah. The Lions, but, the Pistons, the Red Wings, and the Tigers combined as of lately has been rough. Yeah. I think we're talking about, like, but beyond the last decade, yeah. the, the Minnesota market right. has just been... How they can't... Like, because, like, the Pistons and Tigers, like, they at least have had... A couple good teams in the last twenty years. The Twins can't, or the and no Minnesota teams can make a run decade after decade. It's not even just year after year. It's just decade after decade of just yeah, misery. It sucks. Well, trust me. I mean, I you know I get into many back and forth with the best man for my wedding. He works for the Red Sox, right? So he's out in Boston. He's got multiple World Series rings, right? And he's bitching about you know the Celtics last year not finding a way to win the finals, right? <laughs> it, it, they make it all the way to the finals and. You know, Curry goes off and, you know, Tatum was so good. And, you know, Celtics had this miraculous season and, you know, and he's, he's complaining like, Hey, we should have won it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wouldn't that be great to live in a, in a championship or bus type type market? Yeah. Not like uh, let's just win one fucking playoff game. It's sad that the expectations are that, but it is, or one series, one series. And And that's all we wanted with the Vikings, right? Like just find a way to beat the giants. We could have accepted losing to the Niners, although I'm mm-hmm. still not over the New Year's Day loss at Green Bay, not even showing up mm-hmm. in that game because I still thought entering that game the two seed was realistic. Like so, to me, I thought, hey, if you're going to lose to the Niners, at least lose to them at U.S. Bank Stadium. Have them come right. to you, right? Have the rookie quarterback come to you, your stadium, mm-hmm. right? So I'm still upset about about the New Year Day New Year's Day loss, but like I would have been okay. Like I would have understood, okay, like the Vikings just aren't up to the Niners, but. 13 wins, raise the bar, year one of the new regime. Mm-hmm. Like, kumbaya, you know, everything is fine, right? Like, celebrate the one playoff win. So, now, like, my bar for that was much higher. Same thing with the Wolves, right? Even after they go all in on Gobert, I'm thinking, like, just find a way to win a playoff series. Get to the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point with Gobert, you probably need to make a run to the Western Conference Finals, maybe even an appearance in the NBA Finals. But for now, like, in the next two years, just advance past the first round. Mm-hmm. For the first time in forever. Yeah. Right? Same with the Wild. Just make a run to the second round again, which we've seen. Mm-hmm. But, like, like get twice. to the second round again. I think, you know what? This is right? crazy. The Twins just win a playoff game. Yeah. Right? We're not yeah. even saying series. <laughs> oh. swept. Right? Especially after the last two years. Just get back to the playoffs. Win a game in the postseason. That's yeah. all we're asking. The bar's not real high. Yeah. Well, really quick, going back to the Wild, do you think um, – Billy G makes any moves prior to, to the deadline. You think, yeah, I mean, Trader Billy. Yeah, yeah. You guys know him better than I do. It's Billy G. You guys are yeah. You guys are tight with him. But, yeah, I mean, I think something is coming. Now, if they move Dumba, it's going to be a hockey trade. You're mm-hmm. not, like, going to sell off Matt Dumba. Because if you move Dumba, you need to bring in a different defenseman. I know mm-hmm. that Goligoski is a healthy scratch, but there's a reason for that at this point. So, you're not going to trade Dumba and then – make Galagoski a top four D-man, right? Like right. Dumba, with all his warts, is still a top four defenseman for this team. So if you're moving Dumba, who you know clearly has received interest, right? I mean, it's been out there that Edmonton, Ottawa, you know, some other teams have kicked the tires on Dumba. But if you're moving Dumba, you better bring back a pretty good D-man in return. Mm-hmm. I think the top six forwards are pretty well set. So if you're bringing in a forward, it's mm-hmm. probably a third or fourth liner. But yeah, I mean, I... I'd be surprised, right? And and Brock Faber could still enter into the equation. I just think the Gophers are going to the Frozen Four. So, I mean, I think Brock Faber is going to be a Gopher until the second or third week of April. 
right? But mm-hmm. Brock Faber can still enter the equation at some point. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be the guy. Like Brock Faber is going to be really good. All my Gophers friends tell me yeah. that kid's going to be a top four NHL defenseman. Yeah, yeah. Just give it a little bit of time. But Brock Faber is the real deal, right? So you could go that route, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, I think just to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I will be surprised if Billy just sits on his hands. I, I just, I don't think that's in his DNA. It's not. No. He wants to make moves. He, yeah, like, he's Billy Gambles. And, that's this is that's his identity. And, and and especially for the Wild too, like uh, you know, I feel like they've done the experiment of the rental players, where they've been in this position countless times in the last ten years, where they're making run for the playoffs, even the division. Like, okay, let's bring in a couple guys here to like boost the team and stuff like that. But I feel like Billy G's been a little bit more spot on than a Paul Fenton or, or definitely a Chuck Fletcher. I mean, we saw some horrible Chuck Fletcher fucking trade deadlines. God, I wrote a whole fucking paper on it in, yeah. in, in college I'll about tell you what, his bad trade. I'll trades. tell you what, though. Shit, Fenton was pretty good. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, he was a knucklehead yeah. off the ice or away from, you know, the office. Well, you know, maybe not so much away from the office. In the office, he was a knucklehead, too. But in terms of the moves he made, mm-hmm. right, there were a bunch of good moves by Paul Fenton in that yeah. limited time. But, yeah, Billy is is A+. plus. He's, he's money. And so... You know, you look at their their cap situation. I mean, I imagine, you know, the trade they make will be for for a pending free agent, right? It's the same situation that Dumba's in. You're going to trade for somebody that that is a UFA this summer. But, like, they have a great minor league system. I mean, by all measures, right? I mean, you know, whether it's hockey news or, you know, you pick the publication you want, they have a top 10 farm system, right? So they got some guys, right? And they have their draft pick capital, it's not like they're down draft picks. So if you want to trade a draft pick, a first round pick this year or whenever, fine, go ahead or, you know, trade from, from your farm system. But they have, heck, it might even be higher than that. It might be in the five to 10 range, right? It might be closer mm-hmm. to five than it is to 10. It's a really good minor league system. So, yeah. you know, Billy should trade some of those guys, bring in a pending UFA that, that can help these guys, mm-hmm. you know, maybe make a run to the Western Conference Finals or even further. Why not? Right? I mean, you this got is... one of the five best players in the game. You've got a superstar in Kirill. Like, ride the wave as long as you can with Kirill. Goaltending has been incredible, too. Yeah. Like, look at Gustafson. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he is, and I think I read this in The Athletic from from Joe, from Joe that uh, literally Gustafson is, like, Billy G's biggest surprise this year. I think he's the entire fan base's yeah. surprise. I mean, we knew he didn't really get a lot of playing time in Ottawa, so he was always a question mark. But originally, when people said Talbot for Gustafson, everyone's like, "Uh oh, like that's not good." Yeah, and he's been an all star ever since. You yep. know, those first four games for the Wild in general. Let's just throw those out of the equation because that was an absolute disaster. Yeah. But since then, like Gustafson and Flurry have both just been incredible. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I spoke with Flurry today about you know just feeling like you know he's finally home, right? And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, maybe going back a few weeks, but certainly not going back to." you know, the trade at the deadline, you know, last year or even in the summer when he, you know, immediately re-signed, you know, feeling like this is truly home. But, you know, Mark was telling me, hey, you know, finally I'm to that point where I feel like Minnesota is is really is really home. And on, yeah, Gustafson, like, Billy, I don't know if he said it at the, at the press conference on Saturday. So he got a bunch of different requests for some interviews. So he said instead of doing six different one-on-one interviews, let me just go to the podium. I'll do a state of the team at the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was the press conference on Saturday, because I wasn't there. We did have some representation, but I personally wasn't there. Or he did talk to Joe Smith from The Athletic afterwards. But, yeah, I saw it in in, in The Athletic as well that, you know, that is Billy's number one surprise of the year. Just, you know, just Phillips' unreal play. Now, 
you know, I can make a case for, you know, the impact that Reeves has had. I mean, you laid out the numbers, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. record since Reeves came in. So, I mean, I can make a case for, for Reeves, right? But, you know, and maybe even Sam Steele, right? I mean, he was a big question mark hitting into the year. You know, he's established himself as, as you know, their number one center, right? So, I mean, you know, I could I could nitpick a little bit, but, like, I'm not going to debate Billy on if he's saying his biggest surprise is, is Gustafson. Yeah, you know, count me on board, right? Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Because, yeah, he was... He was a pretty much a nobody in Ottawa. Who yeah. knew that supporting cast matters? Those playing in front of you matter. Who knew that, right? But he's also made some really nice saves. Yeah. Well, yeah. Think about just having Flurry, yeah. having having a future Hall of Famer being like the guy, like that. He Flurry could make any. He You're could right. make me a good yeah. goalie if if he really wanted to. And and he knows what it takes. He's been to the cup. You know, won a cup. You know, obviously with Pittsburgh and and, and all that. And he just knows what it takes. It just, as a goalie, and you need. We've seen. Of course, it's a, hockey is a very big team sport, but we've seen on uh, every year, you know, the teams that make it make the run have just the hot goaltending. It's just, oh, you yeah. know, and that's just what it takes. Jordan Bennington, the rookie, when they won it in with the Blues, he just fucking went off as the rookie goaltender. Went off against us last year. Yeah, good, yeah exactly. For no reason, but yeah. it happens, you know. Yeah, but, after ugh. he went off the other way, right? Yeah. Like, he yeah. fell off the rails yeah. for a long cool. stretch, you know, then regained it. You know, specifically, you're right in in the playoffs against right against time. the Wild. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope Flurry's around long enough to have a nice impact on on the youngster, the the Swedish kid. You know, from Jasper Jasper Wallstad. He's God. He's given yeah, up like, down in Iowa. Like I want Flurry yeah. to have like a nice, profound impact on on Wallstad. That kid, that kid's a future Vesna. I'm yeah. I'm saying it now. He, I yeah. think, in his last four games there. What, how old is he, by the way? Is he like 18, 19? He's really young. Nineteen, twenty. Yeah, he. Somewhere, I yeah. saw a stat. I think this was last week, but like in his last four games, he was averaging less than a goal a game given up, and then he had his first shutout, I believe, like last Thursday. He and he, yeah. I'm I'm ready for that. I'm He's ready for that era. Franchise goalie, hopefully. He'll be ready right when that when those buyouts are over and it's all mm-hmm. going to come together. It, this is like so typical Minnesota sports, but man, you give the Wild like 4 or 5 years well, the like the future is very bright for them. You are going to see us yeah. in the, you're going to see us in the cup. That's it. I like Book this. It. I mean, I'm more a hoops guy than a hockey guy, but yeah. like the hockey guys are the best guys to deal with bar none. I mean, you know, doing this now 25 years, it's not even close. Like the best athletes, the best people to deal with our our hockey folks, you know, so I have to catch up with my guy, either Micheletti. I know Pat goes down to Iowa mm-hmm. to help with some broadcasting, or I believe Ben Gislason is still doing the play-by-play for the Iowa Wild. I used to work with his dad, Eric, at Channel 5 way back when, so maybe I can connect with Ben, get a lowdown on, yeah. on how good those those Iowa Wild guys are. I mean, you have Sammy Walker still down there. You have Marco Rossi mm-hmm. still down there. Like, it's insane. Like you said, the, yeah, Marco's the, been good the farm too, right? system. I haven't looked at, at the numbers lately, but... Marco's been pretty good, right? Yeah, I yeah I haven't looked at it much either. I just well, I just I at least know he's been doing well. Yeah, I haven't looked into it, but that's good for him because he I think he just needed a little bit of a reset. He might have might, might have been, been a little, little quick for him, yeah. and you know, and but he's gonna be good. He'll he'll pan out. Yeah, hopefully. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, they're in good shape. They really are. I mean, even after you know the buyouts and the buyouts are still going to impact them for for a couple years here, right? In terms of the cap, I mean, they're still well positioned. I mean, you know, I'm telling you, like. I'll be disappointed if we're talking about another first round exit. I know. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Even if they have to start on the road, right? Like, just find a way. Steal one on the road, regain home ice advantage, come back, tied at one in game three, win game three, win game four, win the series in six, move on to the second round. Like, well, I'll be, I'll that, be disappointed. Yeah, I think uh, this roster is good enough. And yeah. those who know infinitely more about hockey than I do, 
tell me that too. Like I've yet mm-hmm. to hear anybody tell me, yeah, I'm not sure about this wild team. Like Mike mm-hmm. Gensel's a good buddy, the former Gophers assistant coach. He's now a scout with the Arizona Coyotes. So he watches the wild that's in his region here. So he watches the wild a lot. Like he tells me all the time, this wild team is really, really good. So mm-hmm. like if we're talking like on April 30th about another early exit, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it'll match the disappointment I'm feeling today about the Vikings, but crap, it'll be close. It will be. They have to win a playoff series. I will. I will say, other than like the the 2010 Vikings Saints game, I was very depressed about that. I think in the last ten years, uh, between the Vikings playoff losses, like whether it was this year, a couple years ago against the 49ers, the NFC Championship game, I think I've been more depressed after the first round exits. Um, with the wild over the last ten years, just because especially I, last I, year, last year, yeah. Well, I, I I was really I was very depressed after the I think it was the twenty seventeen series, I think it was the sixteen seventeen season against the Blues. That was the year where we were peak Preezy Suter Grandlin years where. We went in there. We were playing Jake Allen and Brian Elliott, who are the goalies. Who of are both Louis. still in the league? Yeah, hilariously and, on other teams. And they just in the Wild had almost advantage. They almost won the division. They were second place. That was like the peak year, and they lost that series four two. I was depressed. I couldn't. I was depressed for a month. I was just sick to my stomach because I thought that was the team that was going to make the run. And last year still hurt, um, but they still had some young players. We're like, okay, well, it's it just sucks, but. I've been more hurt. No, I, I get it. I mean, I appreciate playoffs. the passion, right? I mean, like, I know you guys aren't going to become apathetic anytime soon, but keep being as passionate as you are, right? I mean, I still, you know, I'm still in the in the realm of rooting for storylines yeah. versus just the team itself. Mm-hmm. But like, you get to know so many people that work for these teams, you want to root mm-hmm. for their well being, right? So, you know, the further a team goes, you know, the better off, you know, their professional livelihood is, right? So. You can't help but root for some of these teams. Like, I was upset, you know, going back to April, you know, we decided at Channel 5 we were only going to travel if the Wolves were in a position to clinch a series. So we did not go to Memphis for games one, two, or five. Yeah. All the Wolves had to do was find a way to win game six at home, mm-hmm. force a game seven. I would have been on an airplane the next <sighs> morning that one. to cover a game seven in Memphis, which would have been fantastic, right? And the Wolves laid an egg, right? I mean, they were in a position – to win and heck multiple times in that series blowing, you know, multiple 20 point leads. Right. So they should have won that series and they couldn't even force a seventh game. So, I mean, I can relate, right. It's different for me, but like I was pissed off. Like I was all set to head to Memphis the next morning and you know, the plans got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're like not the best at, at being Wolves fans because the NBA can just, we're we're, we're trying, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) I get it. Well, yeah, but, I'll tell you, like from a game presentation standpoint, so I took my younger son and my father-in-law to the wild game mid-December against the Blackhawks. Uh, the Friday and, night and game, I took, yeah. I took my same son and my wife to the Wolves game a couple weeks ago against the Nuggets. And I just asked my eight-year-old, I said, hey, where did you have more fun? And let me tell you, he plays basketball. Like he plays traveling basketball. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play hockey. Mm-hmm. He has no interest in skating. Just hockey doesn't interest him, although he likes physical contact. So I mm-hmm. think... He's going to be more a football player than anything. But he told me, not even close, he had way more fun at the Wild game. Just in terms of game presentation, entertainment value, not to diminish what the Wolves offer. Like, if you like basketball, yes, go watch the best players in the world. Trust me, I had a blast going to that Nuggets game. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. just from a game presentation standpoint, the casual fan, I think you get a better experience at the X watching hockey 
than you do at Target Center watching NBA ball. And credit to the yeah. Wild, they have done a great job to up the the, the atmosphere. Yeah, I know they upgrade game. they upgraded their sound system in the off season. They're they're doing a lot more stuff with lasers now. Which I'm all about. I'm yep. pro, pro. I'm pro laser. Yeah, the pregame yeah, laser, laser presentation guy. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah one, one of my buddies who actually works for the Wild. We were out in Vegas in March, and we went to a Knights game. And I texted him, and I'm like, I'm just now realizing how much more the Wild need to do during yeah. for pregame atmosphere. Yeah. And he goes, and, Oh, trust me, it's it's the top of the list, and they delivered this year. Like, the, nice. And I will say it's not necessarily the like. I think every NHL team in comparison to the Vegas. Like I was at the Caps game. Yeah. It didn't even compare to the Wilds pregame even last year. Right. Like so, like they're they're lacking. I mean, that was still fun being there. It's just a different kind of atmosphere being in Washington for a hockey game versus Minnesota. But like, I think in comparison, Vegas just they put on a show because it's Vegas. But teams definitely, I think, do need to up to that because that created a. You know, from before the game all the way through after, you're you gets the fans buzzing. The yeah. fans fans are electric. It's not it's, just the game; it's, no, just, it's pregame and everything. Yeah, no, it's it's the whole yeah, it's the whole thing. The PA announcer for for the Vegas Golden Knights is a guy named Bruce mm-hmm. who filled in before Big Voice guy took over the Vikings gig. But Bruce is is a is a Minnesotan, so oh, okay, like we're friends on Facebook that. and all that, and yeah, you know, so he posts all sorts of stuff all the time about just the game presentation with the Golden Knights. You know that's on that's on the bucket list. I would say I, mean, I, I haven't been to Vegas yeah. for a few years, but mm. next time I'm in Vegas, I'm making I'm making it a, a point to go check out T-Mobile Arena, go check out the Golden Knights. Yeah, I think they, I think they had a guy in silver armor and a guy in gold armor on skates, like legitimately sword fighting yeah. in center ice, mm. and it was the coolest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Well, re- really quick, just hitting on the Wolves, we mentioned we're, we're trying to be bigger Wolves guys, and I think it's going to be a lot easier now that the now that the Vikings are done. But give us the Cliff Notes version on the Wolves season so far. I know there's been some cat injuries, some disappointment with uh, Gobert, but where are we at? 500, I think? They lost today, so they're a game under now, but they're sitting around okay. it. But the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've won six of their last yeah. eight. So yeah, I mean, yeah. today was disappointing. Jaden McDaniels had a clean look for the win. Anthony Edwards made the right basketball play. To me, I would have preferred if a different three-point shooter was in the corner or maybe Ant could have taken the shot. But truthfully, Ant made the right decision, like pass to the open man. Jaden had a wide-open look. He missed it. The Wolves lost by a point. It didn't help that they had three technicals during the game. Technicals have been an issue all year. It just, it's unfortunate you lose by one point after you know Utah was awarded three technical free throws. But they've been a lot better of late. They had a six-game losing streak, but since then – They've been a lot better. You know, effort still is an issue at times. Like, they have two losses to Detroit. Like, that can't happen. The Pistons stink. The Pistons want to be the worst team in the league to up their lottery chances for for this next draft. Like, you can't lose to Detroit the way they lost. And I get it if you lose once and effort was great. Like, the effort in those two games stunk. They've had some other effort issues. But they're good in the half court, offensively and defensively. They get... They get in trouble when, you know, teams leak out. You know, the Wolves are not a great rebounding team. Even with Rudy Gobert, they're not a great rebounding team. So if a team gets a rebound and then pushes the ball and gets out in transition, you know, the Wolves can can struggle in that regard. But, like, they're pretty good. Like, I don't know if they're going to finish top four in the Western Conference. That was That was the preseason goal, whether it was publicly stated or not. The idea was, hey, let's finish top four in the Western Conference thus gaining home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs, something they didn't have last April. I don't think they get as high as four, but I think they can get as high as 
maybe even five, maybe more so six. Like if you're in the seven to ten range, you're in the play-in tournament, yeah. so you're not guaranteed a playoff spot. If you finish five or six, you're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. I think they can get as high as five or six. D'Angelo Russell has been a lot better the last six weeks. He's having his best shooting year. He's in a contract year, so he's uber-motivated. But D'Angelo Russell is shooting the ball really well. Anthony Edwards, we saw it last year with John Moran in Memphis. Like, these superstars take this leap. Like, if you're going to be a true superstar, you oftentimes take your big leap year two to year three. Well, guess what? Anthony Edwards is doing that. He's been phenomenal. You know, started off a little sluggish, but I would say the last 25-ish games, he's been as good as almost any player in the league. That's not hyperbole. Like, yeah, a couple players better, don't get me wrong, but, like, absolutely belongs on on the All-Star roster. Like, he should be an All-Star. Don't know if he will be, but to me, he should be an All-Star. The Rudy Gobert trade, unfortunately, has been a disaster, right? Like, Walker Kessler today was the best player on the floor for Utah, one of them, right? That's the rookie the Wolves drafted, and they traded to Utah in the Gobert trade. Malik Beasley hit a big three with about three and a half minutes left, right? And... You know, you look at these former Wolves, Jared Vanderbilt played well, too, after a slow start. So Vanderbilt, Beasley, Kessler all played well today. Utah beats the Wolves. So that's that's a gut punch, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that just that's unfortunate. But the Wolves have been a lot better the last few weeks. Like I thought at one point, Chris Finch, the head coach, might be in trouble. Don't think he's in trouble anymore. Not that the owner, Glenn Taylor, was going to cut him a big fat check to go away. But it was something at least on my radar. It's not necessarily on my radar anymore so you know the schedule is somewhat favorable the rest of the month like they're a good home team they still have some home games the rest of the way here you know then they're going to hit the road for a bit after that so you know the schedule overall is not easy the rest of the way they have some tough opponents but at least you get some of those tough opponents at target center so to me find a way to keep winning at home Wednesday will be tough at Denver like Denver is is eager to get to that game after Denver came here a couple Mondays ago and got spanked even though Denver was playing the second game of back-to-back, didn't get in until four in the morning. No excuses. The Wolves took advantage. Denver was tired. But Denver wants to see the Wolves badly on Wednesday. Then the Wolves play Toronto at home on Thursday. So, like, even if you trip up Wednesday, win Thursday. you got the Rockets here this weekend. So win Thursday, win Saturday. If it ends up being a 2-2 week, right, win two, lose two, that's okay. The Western Conference, outside of Memphis and Denver, Nobody's really creating any separation. I mean, teams three to 11-ish are like within three to four games of each other. So, like, you just you can't go on one of these six-game losing streaks again, right? The Wolves had their one six-game losing streak. You can't do that again. I don't think they will. But I think they have a chance, you know, certainly to, to make some noise in the playoffs. It'll just be tough. If they're like the five or the six seed, if they don't have home court, it'll probably be tough to advance. But I think they do make the playoffs. Like, you know, three, four weeks ago, people were saying they're heading to the lottery. Crap. Utah has their first round no. pick. Like, watch the Wolves win the lottery and the pick conveys to the Utah Jazz. The Wolves, I would be shocked. Again, you can you can track down this video here in two and a half months if I end up being wrong. But, like, I'd be shocked if if the Wolves miss the playoffs. So I see them in the playoffs. They just got to find a way to, to tighten up the, the transition defense. They got to find a way to rebound better. You know, and and they miss some guys. I mean, every team is dealing with injuries in some form, but, you know, Cat will be back at some point, maybe more so February, not January, but he'll be back. You know, how does that work? You know, that marriage with Rudy Gobert, you know, we're still trying to figure that out, but how does how does Cat play once he's back from this extended absence with the calf injury? You know, it'd be nice to have backup point guard Jordan McLaughlin back, but 
He's still going to be out weeks, but Torian Prince is now back from a shoulder injury. He was out 20 games. He's a difference maker. He's good. Kyle Anderson has missed some games with back spasms, with an illness. He had a triple-double today. Kyle Anderson was an excellent free agent addition. So as long as they can stay like somewhat healthy, they should be in the playoffs. So like if you want to pay attention, go for it because they're not – put it this way, they're not a train wreck. Okay. That's, That's- positive. The Timberwolves are not a train wreck. We're making progress. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're projecting on the up and up right now, so hopefully they can keep that up. And I'd like to see them. I mean, I was I was definitely invested when uh, when they were in the playoffs last year. I was watching them. It was I mean, fun. You know, there's a – I definitely still have this, you know, fandom for the Wolves. Growing up watching Kevin Garnett, they just haven't been able to replicate anything since 2004. Mm-hmm. And they're finally well, – This I is think, a bandwagon got, yeah. count, right? Like, when yeah. the Wolves are in the playoffs, you know, Target Center is buzzing. It's, it's a fantastic atmosphere. Games – Yep. You know, three, four, and six. I mean, I was I was at those games in April. Those were, you know, it was it was great, right? I mean, this very much is a basketball town. I get it, state of hockey, which is also a marketing slogan, but mm-hmm. yeah, statewide, I get it. The hockey interest is is insane. But like in the metro area, I truly believe this. You guys can can tell me I'm I'm full of shit if you want to, but like to me, there are more basketball fans in the metro area. Then there are hockey fans. You're full right? of so shit. On the walls, <laughs> just yeah, that's no, fine. I'm just joking. No, yeah. I believe it. Hey, honestly, trust me. Trust me. At the tree rink today, you know there were a couple thousand people or whatever the capacity is. Maybe it's less than that. But trust me, like seeing that, right? I ran into a girl I went to high school with. You know, she had her boys there. Like they were so pumped up in their Kaprizov jerseys and all that. Like I get it, right? Uh, you know, you go to any hockey rink on, on any weekend. I mean, you know, it's standing room only. I understand that, but there's also a ton yeah. of basketball fans, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I know it just looking at TV ratings and yep. radio ratings and, you know, clicks, you know, on stories and stuff like that. There's different ways to quantify interest. I just, I think there's more basketball fans in the Metro than there are hockey fans, but it's on the wolves. Like right now you would say there's more interest in the wild and I get yeah. it. TV ratings are probably better. I haven't looked in the last month or so, but, I bet the Wild are doing better than the Wolves. Yeah. You know, the Wolves, if you go to Target Center, I mean, there's a lot of empty seats. You don't see a ton of empty seats at the X. Some, but not many. So I, I understand it. But I just I think overall there are more basketball fans. But it's on the Wolves to capture those people. Yeah. You know? I, I haven't, so they have a chance, you know, yeah. but there's still a ways to go. Well, they're not doing that great this year. They just got killed by 22, I just saw, to Illinois. But when Gopher basketball is doing well, too, the to- you know – the town seems to, the state seems to rally around them pretty well as well, well too. Like I, I mean, I'm, I watch almost every game, you know. Well, and, yeah, you know, and, yeah. you know, that's our school. I mean, I, you know, me too. And heck, I think the best place in town when it's rocking, my favorite Williams. place in town to watch a game is Williams Arena, right? And again, you know, you can say you're full of shit or what the hell are you talking about? But like, I love Williams Arena when it's rocking. Yeah, you know, and, and the win and in. Columbus last week was was encouraging. Yeah, I I saw that they were down double digits. I didn't see the final score, you know. But you know they're building something. If they can find a way to convince Dawson Garcia to come back next year, Jameson Battle to come back, and you bring in these two recruits, Dennis Evans and uh, Max Christie's brother Cam Christie, I think they have a chance to be. And and they're not going to win the Big Ten. Probably not even finish top four in the Big Ten. But like to me, they can make a leap from bottom two in the Big Ten to upper half of the big 10, if they can get all these kids to come back next year. Yeah. Well, one last question. I think probably we're going to go into the rapid fire here pretty, pretty quick here, but one last question. Who's more likely to make the final four <laughs> go for basketball, go for hockey. 
<laughs> well, one this of those, one of those fours is plans. frozen, though. Yeah, frozen four. Yeah, so I'm already making plans. The national yeah, semifinals. Yeah, I mean, the hockey team like yeah. should win the national championship. Yeah. I'm hoping. Logan That's Cooley right. and my guy Jimmy Snuggerud. Yeah, like, trust me, I'm already making plans, whether I'm working at the station that weekend or in Tampa that weekend in April. I'm already making plans to work that weekend of, of the Frozen Four. I mean, the Gophers are that good, like. It would be a major upset if they don't yeah. at least make it to the national semifinals. I was saying, speaking of getting your hopes up, like I definitely have high hopes on them, but you're making plans to literally go down there to the site of the game. But well, I, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we'll travel one way yeah, or another. Right. So whether it's yeah. you know Schmidt or Long in my office or me, like one of us is going to go down there and cover it. You know, then somebody else will have to cover some mm-hmm. shifts back here. So I need to plan as if I'm working that weekend. You know, one way or another. You know, heck, for you guys, you guys should head down to Dinky Town. Trust me, you guys were what six, seven, eight years old at the time. But oh two, oh three, when I was in my partying prime, yeah. like I can I can vividly recall taking like a a gas. You know, you know they were spraying the tear gas. I took a canister off my freaking back of the leg, trying to run away from from the cops. Uh, those were good times. Uh, I miss those days. Life was a lot easier. The Dinky Town, the Dinky Town riots. I vividly remember, yeah, yeah in twenty thirteen. Remember the the Dinky Town riding. Yeah, I remember in twenty thirteen there was some stuff. We didn't too, even win, but oh two oh three was wild. Yeah, because they actually won. Well, I went down to the U to watch the watch the game in the Frozen Four last year when we lost to Mankato, unfortunately. But it was unbelievable atmosphere, and I'm like, I can't imagine if we were in the NCAA, the national championship game, it would just be unreal. So I. I just hope to see it because they're like the one team I'm kind of banking on, um, including the professional teams to like, okay, can you just win something? Like we all look at the wild Vikings. We're like, okay, come on. We look, kind of look at go for hockey. Like, okay, can you just, you, can you win a championship here? Like, come they on. They probably have the best chance of all yeah. the teams right now by, yeah. by, oh, by not even close. when you include yeah. college. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. By yeah. long shot probably. For sure. And they have, you know, they have stud recruits coming in year after year, but like Logan Cooley is in a class by himself. You know, and he's a one and done. So you'd hate to waste his one year. Yeah. Not that you're going to waste it, but like to me, win it all. Like even losing in the national championship game, I know, would be a disappointment with this roster. This roster is so loaded. They should be playing that 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 last week and that Saturday night, whatever it is, April eighth, April 9th, whatever that Saturday is in Tampa for the national championship. Did uh, Logan? Uh, who drafted Logan Cooley again? Arizona. 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 Used to be yeah, Coyotes. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're gonna they're future gonna hockey town, especially Shit. if they get Bedard. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're probably not all that far away. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, that was a weird talent. game on Saturday that the Wild had to find a way to to win, and thankfully they did. But yeah, they yeah, have young talent played well on on Saturday. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, if you somehow get Bedard and yeah. you got Cooley coming, and you know, they're not. I don't think they're all that far away. Again, my buddy Gensel is, is a scout for the Coyotes, so he tells me mm. he doesn't feel like they're that far away. Might still be two years, not one year, but eventually here, Arizona is going to pop. Right in time for them to get out of the hockey, the college hockey arena. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Although, although I heard weirdly, someone was, I guess people were saying like weirdly, like the atmosphere is like popping in there. Well, so Just I, it's so condensed. I thought about this. I was well, like, yeah, I, mean, I was like, I wouldn't hate ASU's that. Like, ima- imagine if the worst seat in the house is like 30 rows yeah. up. That's that's yeah. not that's not a, that's not a bad scenario. Come to think of it, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing for an NHL team. They sh- probably shouldn't be in there for very much longer. But for right. the year, if you're kind of like, it looks like it's kind of a unique. I heard it's unique yes. because it's more. You're right there. You're closer. Every, everything. Yeah. Everything's a little more 
close, central. Yeah, closely knit. You're not dealing with all the people. It's a different way to watch yeah. a professional sporting event. But they definitely... Now, is it know, better for the visitors? Do they still have yeah. like that makeshift locker room? Have they fixed that at least? I, oh, I've seen that. See, I don't. I haven't heard anything. I, I thought I heard something that was temporary, but I could be wrong. Well, let's that, hope that so. sucks. Yeah. But that still sucked, even if it was temporary. Like, why are you doing that in a professional like that? When I heard about that, I saw a video. I'm like, what is this like a a small bar and ice rink in northern Minnesota? Because that's the kind of, kind of shit I remember doing when I was no, a just kid. Just put your shit on in the parking lot. Yeah, that's put what in the parking say. lot or like the makeshift locker room outside in the cold. It's like yep. that's what it reminded me of. I mean, it's Arizona, but still, <laughs> yeah, goodness. Exactly. No, I know. It's a squirt B tournament saying. down so, there. Yeah, I hope that I hope they fix that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, goodness. Oh, sweet. Well, Dewey, this has been a blast. Before we let you go, we got to do a signature thing here called the rapid fire. It's just going to be 10 questions. Yeah, go for it. Answer. All right. First one, you're on a deserted island. You get one drink of choice for the rest of your time on the island, which is eternity. What are you you having? Gin and tonic. All right. Uh, How many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? How big are the fourth graders? Let's I'm just telling go you, default. my, my yeah, younger default. son plays, he's a third grader who plays fourth grade basketball. Yeah. You'd be shocked at the size of some of these fourth graders. I'm five, nine and a half, five, ten on a good day. If I'm wearing the right shoes, maybe five, eleven. <laughs> yeah. I weigh way too much. So you know, I'm a good 245, 250 right now. But like three or four of these fourth graders would kick my ass. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe two. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a that's a reasonable, that's a realistic answer. Yeah. Some people say like an entire fucking classroom, which if yeah. you think about it, no, nuts. that's insane. No, unless no, you're like a unless you're ass. like a yeah. pro linebacker, yeah. like Ben Lieber, you know, whatever, someone like that. Well, but, you got through that through like what conductive reasoning. You thought through it, so yes, that makes sense. Yeah, would just spit thought, out a number. They're you just like, they're, they're kids, so I can yep. kick all their asses. Yep. It's like no, okay. no, think you got to think it, it out. <laughs> um, Minneapolis or St. Paul? Which one do you like better? I went to high school in St. Paul. I live in Minneapolis now, suburbs, but give me Minneapolis. Okay. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. Would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandma? <laughs> God, my grandma. Okay. There we go. Uh, if you were given an all-expenses-paid trip to Edmonton, would you take it? I would take it, yeah. Uh, if your laptop could speak, what would it say? Would say stop looking at all this porn. No, you know, <laughs> porn on the phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you're married. Yeah, yeah I'm married now for since '09. At least you right? said that's it right, though, yeah, because right. I always say psychopaths yeah. watch porn yeah. on their laptop. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh. it would probably say stop, stop being obsessed with Twitter. Stop yeah, stop looking at your notifications. Nothing mm-hmm. good can come from it. Yeah, right. Um, what's the worst fast food place in your opinion? White Castle. Yep. Yep. Common answer. Good answer. Uh, if a movie is made about your life, who would play you? Well, I mean, I'd love to tell you Brad Pitt, but probably like Joe Pesci or somebody like that. Oh, Pesci, oh, nice. that's a good one though. That's a yeah. We need to start. We need to start. He's, he was a tough guy in the '90s. We need to, we need to screenwrite a screenplay or something and get that set up. Yeah, to Hollywood. He can maybe break the, the f bomb record for the yeah. most <laughs> most in one movie. Let's go. Uh, maybe fun. Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah that one. That, that. Yeah, he's a good guy too. Yeah. Uh, give us your strike three call. Ooh, gosh, that one I got to think about. Like, what's your style? Like how loud would I be? There's different styles. Like, right. like, right three. I don't know. Crap. Uh, you know, I got to give you an answer. So it'll probably be like something like, strike three. There you like go. That. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You could tell I mean, that I'd was be loud. loud. I mean, I'm loud yeah. by nature. Yeah. Right. So, like, I couldn't be timid in that in that situation. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go loud, but I don't know if I'd like, you know, would you I know. just verbalize it? Would right. I, I? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I do with my arms and my hands and all that, but I definitely would be loud. It's definitely more of an art than a science, in my opinion. It is for sure. 
It but, is. Um, yeah, Doogie, thanks so much for joining us, letting us pick your brain on, on kind of the, the Minnesota sports landscape. Where can the people find you, and when are you on TV? Well, I'm on TV whenever they're desperate enough to put me on. <laughs> I'll be on TV next. I don't have any anchoring shifts coming up. I mean, if, if you watch Channel 5, you'll see me enough. You know, we do something on Sunday nights. We'll be back next Sunday night doing a bunch on on the Vikings, you know, post-mortem. You know, some of the questions you guys asked me, Thielen and Harrison Smith, you know, we'll do a deeper dive on on what's to come come March, April, May, June, July, heading into heading into next year. So certainly Sunday night, you know, I do some stuff with Score North. You can find me on YouTube with those guys or anywhere you, you find your podcast. I joined Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I do my own podcast called The Scoop. Did a new one over the weekend. Nice long conversation with former Twins catcher Chris Jimenez. He's now an MLB Network host. So he opines on nice. what could be next for the Twins, Carlos Correa. So that was a fun conversation. I just recently spoke with a bunch of these new Gopher football players, Ryan Seelig, Elijah Spencer. So if you want to get to know some of these new Gopher football players, just find my podcast wherever you find podcasts. Then on social media, Twitter mostly, D Wolfs on KSTP. I'm also trying, I told you, I'm trying to be more active on on Instagram. I think yep. it's at Doogie Wolfson, but mm-hmm. I have to double check that. But if you do a search of Wolfson, my last name, you should be able to find me on Instagram. Hashtag get him verified. Yeah, we need to create that initiative. Now. That's 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 get added to verified. your bucket list. By the way, I was I was I know I I almost cut you off earlier. The bucket list item of a cup snake. It might be happening with the wild. I'll say it might be happening yeah. with the wild. We're in dis- well, I mean, we're in discussions. Yeah, you guys will, you guys so we'll keep you posted. So, but if you want to send me a DM, fine. But otherwise, you know, I follow what you guys are doing. So I'll see it. I just know that in the summer, I may have a little bit more flexibility. Right. Yep. right. But yeah, if you've got one coming up in February or March, and the date works. I'm in. Okay. But like at go. some point, if it's not February or March, I'm telling you, like this summer. Yeah. And I'd love for it to be at a, at a Saints game. I love love my guy Sean over there and and Derek and those guys. But oh, yeah. If it's at Target Field, that's fine too. But like one way or another, like before the year is over, I'd love to join you guys. We'll make it happen. Love it. We'll absolutely make it happen. Good. Yep. Thanks. We'll let you know. I like it. Well, yeah, Darren. Thanks so much for joining us, man. We appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you guys having me. Keep up the good work. We'll do. All right, welcome back to It's a Bit. That was a blast with Doogie. That's a that's the kind of guy you can talk with for hours because he's just you know he's got he's got the scoop. The name of his show. He's always got the scoop and um, always fun to kind of pick his brain on what he thinks is going on because he's literally involved everywhere in the media. But uh, that just about does it, folks, for another episode of It's a Bit. Thanks so much for supporting us and listening to the show as always. Make sure to follow Ten Thousand Takes on all your socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Go to the website tenktakesmn.com. Make sure to listen to the other shows and uh, just keep up to date with everything we're doing. We got some potential events coming up here in the future, some some great partnerships. So, you know, we're always working on on building the rocket ship just a little higher. But thank you, as always, to everyone out there supporting us, keeping keeping the bit going. And uh, we'll see you next week.